1: Welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN, Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to the sportsocracy.com Click the live video link. Subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat here each and every afternoon. Everybody have a great weekend. Trust that you did. Yeah? yeah. yeah. a good no. weekend. Never mind. All right. All right.
2: Uh, I actually spent the weekend, uh, you know, we were, uh, with uh, uh, Jake and, and Chief Zach and, and Clarissa and that lovely new house of theirs. Good time was had by all. Oh yeah. Oh hundred percent. Yeah, I've I've come to realize that Chief Zach has no less than five hundred instruments to grill animal on, <laughs> and they all taste just phenomenal let's talk about that <laughs> corn yesterday holy moly that's the first time i ever ate tuna salad i'd never had tuna salad before in my life uh, i was it was pretty formidable i was always freaked out by canned fish there's just as certain, you should. there are just certain words that don't make a ton of sense to me canned, canned fish, fish is, is, one, is them. one yeah I, it, it never really did it for me uh but we have officially come to the realization that this friday this friday will be the first peanut butter and jelly sandwich i've ever had in my life
1: and I'm sorry, I'm going to miss it.
2: Uh, that was not intentional, I must admit. We, we didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, sorry, tank will be at the beach, so he misses peanut butter <laughs> and jelly. <laughs> day. The beach. Take that any day, man. It's the world's smallest violin playing. My heart bleeds for you. Oh, brother. no doubt.
1: Can't wait, wait to go down to the beach. We'll be there, uh, oh, let's see, about um, eight hours away. Eight hours from the beach, uh getting real excited about it. Jake and uh, the Fat Man are going to be able to uh, take you through Jake the week. And the fat
2: man. Yeah, Jake and the Fat Man. How did I not think of that? Yeah, I don't stuff. know how you didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, we will be superimposing mine and Jake's faces <laughs> on the uh, cover of that '80s classic, and that will be your ESPN cover for the next. Well, Jake and the days. Fat
1: Man for the next uh, four days here in the Sportsocracy.
2: Today we're going to do some fantasy footballs. Yeah, you know why. Because we looked around the sports landscape and went, well, we could talk about John Collins getting traded to the Jazz. No, thank you. Well, the Hawks didn't care, so why should we? They gave up Rudy Gay and a 20-46 a, a second-round draft we date. talk about Naz Reed getting a three-year, $40 million contract? Although that probably does mean that Carl Anthony Towns is getting ready to get moved. <laughs> Which How many funny. centers are too many centers if you're the Minnesota Timber Puppies? Uh, and we're at four. And you don't have anybody that can score, right? So sweet. Uh, I mean, we
1: could talk about baseball. It was a it was a crazy weekend in Major League Baseball and the College World Series. You had I'm... two historic games back to back days. We had the the Angels just beat the holy snot out of the Colorado Rockies. Here's an interesting stat. So, did you see the final score? So they, so they, so the Angels beat the Rockies the other night, twenty-five to one. Yes. They ended up losing the weekend series despite outscoring the Colorado Rockies like thirty-seven to twelve. They lost That's two of the three games, Whoa. and one of them they won twenty-five to one. And then you had yesterday the Florida Gators putting up the most runs in a men's college World Series final
2: game. What? What did you just say? The Florida Gators. Hadn't done that in a while. I believe that's going to be in your Green on Green segment today. <laughs> the Gators putting up, what was it,
1: 24? Yes. Sir. Against LSU 24 yesterday, 24-4 to, four. 24 to four was the final score. Just a historic day for College World Series, and nobody
2: cares. Nope. Which means it's now time for fantasy football. That's right. That's uh, right. So how is your
1: uh, – have you set your mind on how this fantasy football season is going to shape up yet? Have you been make? Hopefully, you've been making all of your decisions on your rookie drafts and all of that. If you're in dynasty leagues, I, f- I feel like dynasty leagues are now the norm. Have they I reached would, the norm?
2: I would say so. I mean, I get a lot of questions about dynasty football. Uh, if you're in need of help for your fantasy football league, Bullet Man of the Can Ultimate Fantasy Draft Kit out three weeks from two day awesome let's go that's that's two countries worth of fantasy football knowledge comes in uh, english which is what david speaks and whatever this language is that comes out of my mouth <laughs> which is shenanigans
1: but whether you like to play dynasty or redraft we'll have all of the rankings for you in the mullet man and the Canada dan um what, what are you calling it the, the ultimate fa- fantasy draft. The yeah. ultimate fantasy draft guide
2: uh yeah we and we may change the name if i can come up with an, uh, an acronym that turns into a dirty word i'm gonna certainly do that so if you can come up with something that i will that will make me laugh there's a great chance that i'll give it to you for free and i will use your name it looks like i got a brainstorm then bingo <laughs> i love acronyms that turn into bad words
1: So as you're building your team or as you're thinking about building your team for this year, what, what should be the first thing on your mind?
2: Well, you know, as I've, as I've gone down the rabbit hole, I have realized that there are just not many running backs that I feel good about. I mean, that's if you heard over the weekend, who was it? Melvin Gordon. Some, there was a veteran running back that said, this is the worst position to play. Yep. He's not wrong. And now, if there's a guy that you feel even vaguely good about, uh, tomorrow on the program, Jake and I will be discussing running backs in the NFL. You see what we did there? Started talking about fantasy football, most important position, fantasy football's running back. Boom! Power rank, it's Tuesday. It gets thin in a hurry. I mean, thin in a hurry. If you had to tell me there was a running back in the NFL that you felt good about going into 2023, who is it? I would
1: I, say Christian McCaffrey would be my okay. one.
2: yeah, a guy that's been hurt like 11, 10 years in a row, and now he's older, and now he's in a system where seemingly every running back gets hurt every single year. Mm-hmm. I'd go B. John Robinson. He's your one? One with a bullet. Not just in Dynasty and Redraft as well. He's my number one player in fantasy football. Period. He's my number one – all right, so ask yourself this question. You have a running back that we already believe in the in the talent. Yes. We think he's a generational talent. Running backs historically start quicker than running backs or than wide receivers and tight ends. Why would I not? probably got the highest opportunity cost in any running back in the league because he's gonna get the ball. He's gonna play wide receiver. This is basically Austin Eckler that you don't have to take one because I don't see him go that high ever. No. It's Christian McCaffrey.
1: Jonathan Taylor, Austin I, I, Austin. Well, I saw,
2: uh, I saw uh, uh, inter- the intern, Jake, where you can find him on Twitter. I saw him light up like a Christmas tree, and I felt like it was because he wanted to say Jonathan Taylor's names, Name, not names. I also wanted to talk about Nick Chubb. All right. Is he top five for you? He's not just top five for me. He's number two. He's number two. That's what I love to hear, Jeremy.
1: But he's not going that. No. I haven't been in a draft yet. And I've been in a lot of them already. I haven't been in a draft yet. I haven't Where been you one yet. can't get Nick Chubb, who could possibly be the number two running back in fantasy football, you can get him at the end of the first round, possibly the beginning of the second round.
2: And that's that's been my strategy as I've been as I've been going through the rabbit hole with the draft kit. The highest that I'm really people get freaked out by taking a rookie that high. My objective is to get somewhere past the middle of the first round. Get Bijan in that seven eight nine range and hope to God that I can get the Nick.
1: I have not seen him last that long. Bijan goes in the top five of every draft I've been in so far, and this is Sleeper. I do all my drafts on Sleeper, mock drafts, and all that. All well, that. I feel
2: like Sleeper almost—it's it, it, you have to diversify your portfolio. Here's why I say that: because the rankings on every different site are different. So, mm-hmm. in, so unless you play all of your leagues on that one site. You're going to get to Yahoo, and I'll tell you right now, I haven't seen, and I have trends, and I, I don't do drafts before the 4th of July. I, I cannot draft a fantasy football team before I have celebrated my nation's independence by blowing up a small party. <laughs> that's, that's just my rule. Fair enough. Um, and, and I don't care if it's Dynasty. I don't care what it is. I, I'm not drafting before that. But the trends state that, that Nick Chubb's going somewhere right there in that turn. Now, there are guys that I'm avoiding like grim death. I am terrified of Austin Eckler mm-hmm. because now the receiving work, which is a lot of his merit. How many receivers can one team withstand? You took Quentin Johnson in the first round. You already had Mike Williams. You still believe in Josh Palmer. Keenan Allen is like three years younger than me, but he, he's still <laughs> league. <so laughs> right. He's still talented. So I'm, I just, and I, I'm seeing Eckler going in the top four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on that. I like Saquon Barkley better, uh, frankly. Josh Jacobs, Burse Hall. Mm. I need him to stay away from Dalvin Cook. Dalvin, buddy. All right. <laughs> we get that you're interested in the Jets. Uh, you're interested in the Dolphins. It's weird how that developed. That uh, you remember when he got cut, and I said, well, "Don't be shocked if the Jets become a player in that." Mm-hmm. And here we are. Now, if you come with DeAndre Hopkins, then okay, just I mean, we could do worse. I'm not going to be angry. Probably not going to buy your jersey, but right. I'm not going to be angry. Why is it? Do
3: you think that Derrick Henry is not in any conversation? I mean, because he's a thousand.
2: I mean, because the age. Here's the it's thing: the usage. Because I, I'm at the point with Derrick Henry where I want to be a year too early as opposed to a year too late, and Tank can attest to this. I've been telling you this is coming for years. I, I have benchmarks with with running backs. He hit them two years ago for where the falloff is going to happen. And weird, as soon as he hit it, injury problems started happening. Now, it, it hasn't affected the bottom line that much, but he's been somewhat inconsistent game to game. And it, right now, all right, so ask yourself this question For the 2023 season, would you rather have Tony Pollard or Derrick Henry? Uh, Tony Pollard. I agree. And I don't think it's all that close. Mm-hmm. The only reason I brought that up is because. Tennessee literally has no wide receivers. And that's the other point. Traylon Burks. At this point, I could play Lou Holtz football. Did we put 11 guys in the box? because the only guy we're worried about stopping the data. He's the only player. <laughs> this could actually score those for you.
1: But they played that game last year, right? Yeah. I mean, and he was, he was he, he was fine last year, right?
2: He was, yeah
1: i mean he had 13 touchdowns last year yeah over 1500 yards on 349 carries
2: well here's the thing the thing about running backs is that invariably you're going to hit that year where a running back just has a, a a tire blowout and all of a sudden they look like me
1: what year is it usually 27 28
2: right? 28's the that's almost like the well you've made it this far it's almost like – you remember what in, in Seinfeld where Kramer goes on the test drive and he's just committed to I'm not going to stop for gas and they stay on E forever? Well, I feel like that's where Derrick Henry's at right now. <laughs> You're going to run out of gas. Yeah, he's just trying to I don't know how it. long the fumes in that tank are going to keep you going, but eventually – and there's nothing behind him. I just look at the rest of the team and go. What about Spears? Oh, joy! You mean the guy who doesn't have an ACL? That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I Hassan always, Haskins. I always knew that you could blow an ACL and not replace it. I didn't know that you could do that and then play in the NFL. That was information. And, and look, I like Tajay Spears, but I, I just come to the point with, with Tennessee, there's no way that they're not going to overload his apple cart yep. before they get eliminated from contention. Yep. And it makes me think. What are you going to be towards the end of the year? Now, in our YouTube chat, Jonathan Welch has a very good point, but we have to take a break, and it leads me into one of the things that I—it blows my mind how often people do this wrong. Of when is it exactly that you need these guys to be good? We'll talk about it next.
1: You're in the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville.
4: You might not know this, but the Ingles Bakery is actually a bakery. As in, we bake things. Really delicious things. Things like crusty breads just waiting for that scrumptious strawberry jam. Apple fritters to pair perfectly with that morning cup of coffee. Cakes for any occasion, customized to your precise standards. And did we mention the cookies? It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings.
5: Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process.
2: Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in a premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at outlawoffroad.com.
0: The sports aqua scene. You two are just dumb a bag of hammers. It is the Sportsocracy, and this
1: is ESPN Asheville. It is June 26th, and we have officially run out of things to be interesting. Well, in it's, the, it, uh, it's, not, <laughs> it, it's not that
2: we've run out of things. It's just things that are interesting to us. Yes,
1: exactly. It is, uh, it is time to switch to fantasy football mode because, saw this morning, my, one of my favorite follows on Twitter, it's so our good friend, Russell Baxter, who's been on this program a, a couple of times back in the Saturday days. Uh, he covers the NFL. And now, he are, does are you going to
2: call some of our, our old friends? We, yeah, haven't, maybe. we haven't had a lot of our old friends maybe. on this show in a while. I mean, it's, it,
1: look, like between, between you and me, it's hard for anybody else to get a word in edgewise. Uh, which is why we brought in Jake, so he could look at us and go, hey.
6: Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Let me talk.
1: Uh, and he'll get plenty of mic time here over the uh, next few days as uh, today is my final day of the week. First right. day and final day. Uh,
2: Ta- tank's going to go uh, lay on the beach. Yeah. On a scale of one to your jersey, how red will you be by this time
1: tomorrow? I Probably not. I, I usually take it easy on the first day just so I don't have... Because I've done that before where you go down to the beach and you just go, yeah, we're at the beach. And then... And then you spend the next four days sitting on the couch in the condo going, I can't move. That's what
2: they make beer for. I don't <laughs> care how burn I get. Just, all that does is determine exactly how many brewskis i got to have the rest of the trip.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I'd, um, I'm hoping that I won't be too red.
2: Jake got to see firsthand yesterday that the consumption level of this guy is, uh, it's a sight to behold. Oh, yeah, 100%. We'll be da- <laughs> it's we'll like, be wait dead. a minute, I just heard... Wait, did you just crack one of those yeah it was like eight minutes ago it's time for number two down in north myrtle beach can't
1: wait to go uh hang out down there for a few days gonna go hang out with the vicks they're they're down there as well uh so we'll be hanging out having some brews on the beach maybe some uh photos on the sportsocracy page uh of tank and his uh his vacation with the vicks
2: uh it was just make sure shirted Oh, 100%. Will, there will be no pictures without
1: with Tank without his shirt on. No
2: Borat suit either. I That's, don't need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't
1: make them that big. I had to borrow one from <clears throat> King Kong Bundy's uh, closet.
2: Can't do it. <laughs> Wanted to make a joke. Wanted to make a joke. Can't do it on FCC radio. But
1: but as I was getting ready to say, uh, Russell Baxter follows the daily countdown on his Twitter every day. We are 37 days away from the Hall of Fame game in Canton.
2: Which is between... What two Was it the Raiders friends? and the Jets? That's the Cleveland Browns, uh, the Browns and the New York Football Jets.
1: 37 days away from the start of the preseason of the NFL. So that Bring means in, over the coming weeks, you're going to be having all of your fantasy football drafts. So uh, we're starting the fantasy football content here in the Sportsocracy. Today, we were talking about running backs and top five running backs for the upcoming year. Look, I've... Uh, to me, Christian McCaffrey is the one. I get that he's had injury issues, but on that San Francisco team, I it just, just scares me. I mean, every I, and, and he should. Year, the but guy that's not, going
2: one, I'm virtually never interested in.
1: But how many, how many running backs don't have questions?
2: That's that's what I'm. Me, there's a couple that you can get right around the turn. Because uh, there's one I'm going to have in every league, and I'm going to dare you to stop me, Nick. Uh, Nick Chubb's the one is one of the ones I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Brees Hall. Uh, I love B. John Robinson. I like Jonathan Taylor.
3: I know who you like
2: Najee Harris. Yeah, yeah. I'll have him in every league I'm in uh, because I'll go ahead and tell you uh, we can play that uh, the, the old name that tune game of I'll take him at number sixteen. I'll take him at number eight, and I'll laugh in your face as I do. it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think you're playing with me. I, I'm not scared.
1: We all know Bijan is the number one uh, in your rookie drafts. He is the number one for Jeremy apparently in redraft leagues. He's not that high for me. I think I'd have him at three. But if I've got one or two, I'm thinking about it deeply.
2: That, wait, say that again? Taking
1: Bijan Robinson.
2: Oh, I would in the take, top three. I, if, if I have a pick in the top five, I'm taking Bijan Robinson. But then I get into the. I know people are going to take Travis Kelsey really high. I know the two receive at least the two receivers are going in the top six. Mm-hmm. So it's becoming more trendy to do that. It it's always made me laugh that the league changes a little bit because we've been pass happy for many years. Yeah, and yet now Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and and all these guys are first round picks. There's no shot I do that in any league I'm in. Unless you just go nanners and draft ten running backs in the first ten picks, because the difference between what I get it between what I get at one and two and what I get at twelve is not that drastic. I mean, yes, I would rather have Jamar Chase than Jalen Waddle. Is Jalen Waddle going to have weeks where he's better than Jamar Chase? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, now let me look down the uh, the list here. Is Ramondre Stevenson going to have many weeks where he's better than Bijan Robinson? I'm gonna say no. No. So, for me, I'm walking out the first two rounds with two running backs. Yes. But Jonathan Welch had a great point in our YouTube comments about Kenny Walker III, that that he should be in this discussion, and he's not. Right now, he's going. It, there are places that you can get him in the third round, and I'll do it 100 times out of 100.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Because I'm looking at how many of these guys are going to die on the vine in the middle of the year. That's what scares me about Christian McCaffrey. That's what scares me about a couple of these other guys that are on, like Derrick Henry. He's on an awful team. So, in the last six weeks of the season, when I need him to be good because I'm headed for the playoffs or I'm in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. there's a great possibility he's going to be sitting on the sideline in a sweatshirt. I'm good. I don't want anything to do with that. Saquon Barkley, I'm not 100% sure where he's at. If the Giants fall out of contention and he's still playing on a one-year deal, I wouldn't be shocked if he went, oh, me, oh, me, me, Josh Jacobs. It's another guy I'll have nowhere. Mm -hmm. I won't have him anywhere. But then I get down the list, and I'm looking at the Brees halls, Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, Kenny Walker. Uh, those are guys I'm gonna have a lot of shares of each. Mm-hmm. Is there one? Is there a guy for either two, uh, either of the two of you that we haven't mentioned yet that you feel real warm and fuzzy about? Real warm and fuzzy? Mm-hmm. <sighs> There's a name that you should be saying because you mention him every time we talk about this. Miles Sanders. There it is.
1: Miles Sanders with the Carolina Panthers. Did you see what Deontay Foreman did last year? He was like the, what, number two, number three running back in fantasy football for the last two months of the season with the Carolina Panthers. He was was high up there. Like, it shocked you week to week to go, damn, Deontay Foreman did that? Miles Sanders is just, to me, head, shoulders, knees, and toes above Deontay Foreman.
2: Well, I mean, and for me... And I agree with that in terms of talent. I, I, I don't know how – and Jake can attest to this. How many times did Frank Reich do things in Indianapolis that uh, uh, by limiting Jonathan Taylor in terms of number of touches, especially early on, where you went, what are you doing? Yeah. How many touches do we have to give Naheem Hines? And I'm afraid that's going to happen with Carolina because there are places that I'm seeing, all right, we're going to play a fun game. I'm going to say two names. You two tell me which one you'd rather have. Okay. They all start with Miles Sanders. Okay. Miles Sanders or Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones. Miles Sanders. You're drunk. Uh, I thought that one was easy. So <laughs> I don't necessarily feel like this game is going to go the way I want it to because I thought that was the easiest one. Miles Sanders or Joe Mixon? Sanders. I, don't, I don't know what's going on with the Mixon situation. He's going to be there. If he's on that roster, he's going to be the running back because i got news mm-hmm. for you. They don't have anybody else. I would probably take Mixon. It's for me it's Mixon, it's not even close. Jameer Gibbs or Miles Sanders. Ah, we've hit that, the full. That's uh,
3: that that Sanders to, to me. To, I maybe I'm just saying this because I'm a little biased towards Jameer Gibbs because I really want him in the draft, but I'm gonna take
2: I'm gonna take Gibbs. See for me, my answer on every one of those was the not Miles Sanders, <laughs> uh, which means I'm gonna have a lot of them and I'm gonna have nothing of Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like we're – I feel like Miles Sanders has gotten to the point where we're doing something that we do all the time of they gave him money. If they gave him money because Frank Reich was, in terms of schematically, the system he ran in Philadelphia was vaguely similar to what Frank Reich's going to run. Mm-hmm. There's only one of those guys out there. That doesn't mean he's going to all of a sudden get 22 carries a week. Joe Mixon's going to get 22 carries. Right now, Miles Sanders is going in front of him in virtually every format you can find. Really, and to me, that is stupid. That's insanity. Well, it's I because people—it's because people are scared about Joe Mixon. Well, I get it. And, I, and you I, shouldn't I, be. That was the thing before the draft. If they were going to do that, it was—it was going to be because they could get Jameer Gibbs or they get one of these other young running backs. They don't have one now. Chris Evans ain't doing it for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, he—he's a a really good super or not Superman. What was he? Captain America. Speaking of which, uh, Jeremy saw a movie later on in this year program. Nice. It was good, dude. I don't ever say nice things about movies, but this one was good. And it had Captain America in it.
1: Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I, I have not. I have yet to be in a draft where I've seen Miles Sanders go ahead of Joe Mixon. And here's the thing. The reason that I answered the way that I answered on all of those is because of the value of where you can get him. Because I've had him in pretty much every mock draft I've done on Sleeper. Because I can get him in the fourth or fifth round. Joe Mixon's going in the second round. I'll gladly wait. Load up on
2: whatever I need to. And Joe Mixon was the reason that I wanted to do this because on. So I'm looking at the ADP on every site. You go anywhere but sleeper. Mm -hmm. Joe Mixon's falling in the third round. Okay. So I don't really care what site you play on. Just understand that you look across the other versions of the industry it'll tell you closer where people are at. Mm -hmm. And right now, Miles Sanders is going ahead of Joe Mixon. It's a consensus ranking. It's happening everywhere. Uh, In our YouTube chat, Evan Doyle said, don't sleep on Chase Brown. I'm not trying to sleep on him. He's a rookie running back that had issues in pass pro. If I had a dollar for how many times I've seen a a rookie that I like the talent, and it takes till halfway through the season before they mean anything. Mm -hmm. See, Joe Mixon's the one I want to take early, appease everybody's fears on him, and then trade them for Miles Sanders and something else. Gotcha. I took him behind you. Miles Sanders maybe let you down. Joe Mixon was impressive. And they're going to pass each other in the night because there's not really anybody that can take that many touches away from Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. They stay in contention. He's going to get a lot of workload. That's For me, that's my strategy in practically every fantasy football league i ever gone
1: into. Who's the most overrated, most overdrafted running back to you right now in fantasy football? Josh
2: Jacobs, not close. Really? Played the league in rushing last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that team's not good. That team's not good. You're It's one of the four worst teams in the AFC. You're going to be behind a lot. And, yes, he's going to get workload, but how long do you think that guy holds up to that workload? Mm-hmm. They they invested – I'm not saying it was great draft capital, but they invested draft capital in Zemir White. Uh, and so I, I'm looking at him now going to the top seven. In the second round, yeah, you could do worse. Yeah. But the thought that you would take him over Tony Pollard, the thought you would take him over Brees Hall, I don't really see that. No. But, but he was not – yeah, I know. He led the league in Russian last year. I got it. That's the number one reason that I'm not wild about him this year.
1: Selfish reasons here. Uh, I keep seeing this name go way higher in drafts than he should, and it's Rashad White. Of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah, your I'm seeing him go in the third round of drafts and going, "Why are you doing that? Uh, it, is his family drafting with you? That's because what that's t- the th- only reason he should go. That that's out. what I'm trying to figure out. Like, like it seems like there is a there,
2: there is just this. Oh, this is the breakout year for Rashad White. His consensus is right it? now is 67. Really? Yeah. He's if there's a uh, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll tie this into a nice little package. If there's a mid round running back. That you're just that you want to stake your flag that this guy is going to win fantasy football leagues. Who is it? Damian Pierce. That's not a bad one. People are losing their minds of oh well well but 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 that team's not good. Yeah, they weren't good last year either. And workload and and yeah, Damian Pierce is still a dog. But they signed Devin Singletary. I don't care. I really don't. Care I either. don't care. He's a mediocre backup running back. He will basically have the same role that Rex Burkhead had last
1: year. Mm-hmm.
2: Was that going to be yours too? No,
1: mine's Javante Williams.
2: Javante Williams is also a formidable selection
1: because a lot of people are thrown off by the injury last year. But do you? I mean, do you remember the flashes of this dude in his rookie year? Oh, no doubt. Like, have we forgotten? I well, get that anybody can have an injury early in the season and and, and and miss time. but
2: Well, the fear with him is does he miss time to start the year? And honestly, I'm not I sure care. I care.
1: I don't care. Because I, at some point, I mean, that team is going to run the football.
2: Uh, there's a name that was said in our YouTube chat, and I'm trying to find who said it. Uh, Jonathan Welch, is uh, DeAndre Swift a must-have? I'm not going to say a must-have, but where he's going, I like him. Mm-hmm. But I'm not taking him over, I'd say Pacheco. No. I mean, Pacheco is the one that – you're going to hear me say that name 411,000 times. You'll also hear me say Khalil Herbert's name
6: mm-hmm.
2: a thousand times. Stat that I've – I really love throwing out there. Other than – Brees Hall would have – if he had qualified with enough carries, he was averaging 5.8 yards carry last year. There was only one running back in the same – Era of carries, okay. That was better than him, you know. Khalil Herbert, Khalil Herbert, five point nine yards of carry. That's pretty incredible. And now he's the dude Yeah. because they figured out David Montgomery was like the Sasquatch of the uh, of the NFL. <laughs> By the way, don't fall for him in in Detroit either. Well, they lost Jamal Williams. Yeah. yeah, they have Jameer Gibbs. He's the one. Yeah, you want to take a Detroit running back? That's the one. Mm-hmm. So are we all out on Alvin Kamara? No. I just I, I would really like to know how many games I'm going to have him. Yeah, and I don't know exactly when we're going to know that. Because mm-hmm. I'm
3: looking at Fantasy Pros right now, and they have him as their 31st running
2: back. That's because they're mentally thinking he's going to miss the first eight games, of the, the, the the first eight games of the season. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then yeah, that's roughly where he belongs. Mm-hmm. And he will be the guy we talk about of how early is too early. Because for me, I'm going to start looking at him at the first. I'm, I'm going to start looking at him in week five or in uh, round five. Excuse me of, okay, I can get myself through eight weeks. I need that dude at the end of the season. Now, it can bust on you. Deshaun Watson did last year. That was the guy we talked about 100 times. Right. It can also really pay off.
1: You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Just a taste of the fantasy football content you're going to be getting here in the sportsocracy over the next few weeks as we run up to the start of the season. Again, 37 days away. From the Hall of Fame
2: game. Now's a great time to point out the Ultimate Fantasy Draft Contest, uh, if you haven't signed up for that yet. We will be emceeing the Ultimate Fantasy Weekend for you and your league mates. And even if you don't win that prize, that's how we'll be stacking the show league. You get on this show, talk about your team. Maybe, you know, if you've got a cause or something, you can pub that, do all those things. Uh, Link is in the description of our YouTube video. And we'll be on the Facebook and the Instagram and all the different things later on today.
1: This is the Sportsocracy. And when we come back, it'll be time to get just a bit outside.
7: It's good. Tired of getting dinged? by monthly fees on your checking account. You need Simple Checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next? Member FDIC equal housing lender.
4: At Ingalls whether we're celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings.
0: Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy, just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed.
1: It is the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, ninety-two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, and fourteen hundred. And there is, uh, we don't talk a lot of college golf on this show because, again who really cares but
2: because there's not a lot to talk about there's
1: not a lot to talk about however this this group of people
2: that you don't know who they are they did stuff
1: yeah however one of the greatest commitments of all time in college sports has happened happy gilmore ladies and gentlemen is joining the college golf team of ball state
3: are you serious (laughs) swear to god there is a kid
1: named happy gilmore that has committed to play at ball state he got the congratulations from the one and only Adam Sandler over the weekend on Twitter.
2: As well, he should. This
1: kid, this kid's given name, is Happy.
2: That's oh, not his given name; it's a nickname.
1: Is it a nickname? Yeah, it's a nickname.
2: All right, but that's one hundred percent what he goes by. He's on the team website as Happy. That's 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 hilarious. almost become like his accepted name i can't remember what his legal first name is but uh
1: name. it it look it's um uh congratulations to to him he's uh, obviously got some uh, i mean that's that's an nil deal waiting to happen oh yeah right i mean there's got to be somebody in indiana some business in indiana that wants to have happy gilmore on their roster
2: no, I mean, if he doesn't step up to the first tee and take a running <laughs> swing, uh, he's doing it wrong. <laughs> Picked up the
1: nickname Happy when he was about six years old. Started playing in golf tournaments when he was six. Uh, his first name is Landon, by the way. Happy, Landon. better change.
2: We have uh, we Tank and I have a lot of friends here in the media business. And a few of them work at the ASAP Network. And over the weekend, they got an interview with Ice Cube. Well, they weren't the only ones that he talked to. ASAP? And, uh, that's the the Jay Ness and, and Jay McLovin and all those ah. guys. Uh, of which we love them. They do great work. Uh, he did not say what I'm going to say on their program. But he did say it on the Jay, on the Dan Levitard program. Uh, they asked him about working with the NBA. As you know, he's affiliated with the Big Three. And he said... Mm-hmm. I don't give up, <clears throat> expletive, about working with the NBA. What I want them to do when I say work with us is stop working against us. We have Hall of Famers as our coaches, and nobody's watching our product.
1: Of course they're not.
2: Because can you name me a player in the Big Three? Alonzo Gee is one of them, <laughs> Mario Chalmers, Michael Beasley. Julian Wright, by the way, when he says Hall of Famers is our coaches, I mean, technically, he's not wrong. Michael Cooper and Rick Mahorn, not exactly what I would. I mean, when I think Hall of Famer, those are not necessarily the names that come front of mind. That's one of those that you go.
1: No, they had better ones the, the, the first years. The first years they had, like, Gary Payton was a coach. Uh, now Rick Barry was one of the coaches. Uh, like, that's Hall of Fame coaches.
2: Yeah, now they have Reggie. Th- Rick Barry's still a coach, by the way. R- is he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, now they have, like, Reggie Theus.
1: Because I'll be honest with you, my tele- I turned the television on yesterday uh, about 1030 in the morning. Oh, Just Payton.
2: wanted to see what's on, you know, what's, what's
1: going on on this Sunday morning. I turned it on to CBS, and guess what there was? Big
2: 3 basketball. Uh, Gary Pay is still coaching in this league. Yeah, so basically really? all the names that you were talking about, yeah. they're still there and nobody cares.
1: Who else would take this job? I Honestly. I mean, they were live or they weren't live cuz all that's re- all that's pre-recorded and they were in like Chicago, Illinois at the United Center. And there were seventeen people there to see tens, Joe
2: Johnson in the trilogy. Tens and tens of people just love this.
1: What are we? Are, you guys are still doing this? Talking Shh. about the four point play, the four pointer. Oh, you can only have like three four pointers
2: in in one game, so you got to spread them out when you really need them. It's so stupid. You watch the Ball Hogs, led by Leandro Barbosa, yeah, take on Beavercreek bevoic bevoac bevo let's go there yeah led by gerald green and Corey brewer <laughs> so basically what you did is you took every card carrying captain of team gets mine that's ever existed mm-hmm. in the nba mm-hmm. except the ones that were what's that word i'm looking for good uh, you took <laughs> all of them. You took all of the guys that would come in on the second team and go full team gets mine, shoot 17 times a night, and you went, this is just as good as the NBA. That, to me, is like getting a frozen pack of chicken nuggies and putting it in a Chick-fil-A box and handing it to me and going, this is just as good. <laughs> and I pick it up and I go, there's freezer bird on this. It's, it's actually just still frozen on the inside. I think I'm going to go to actual Chick fil A and get good food as opposed to this, which is crap.
1: Yeah. The Big Three is terrible.
2: I, I, it does absolutely nothing. And frankly, I forgot they were still doing it.
1: I did as That's well. That's
2: how little I care.
1: That's why I think it's so funny that you got a Big Three story today after I was sitting there in front of my television going, I remember going to this live in Charlotte four years ago, coming back and reporting on this here program that this was the worst thing I'd ever seen.
2: You know what's funny? Uh, As I'm looking through these rosters, there are a lot of guys on these teams that were in the game that we played uh, with the intern, Jake, which was lottery winner or lottery lottery loser. loser. (laughs) Uh, Earl Clark. He plays in the big three. Oh, my God. How many games did he play in the NBA? Six. Because that's how long it took for them to go, oh, yeah, he's not good. Yeah, he's not. mm, mm, (laughs) So would you rather watch the USFL
3: or the Big Three? Be honest.
2: Not applicable. (sighs)
3: That's a tough question. Uh, I ain't gunned
1: to my head. I got to go Big Three.
3: I I think I still watch the USFL. Sorry. uh, No,
1: because even even the Big Three, I know some of those names. Like, I know Joe Johnson. You remember Joe Johnson from the highlight reel days with the Atlanta Hawks.
2: Well, here's the problem: uh, the USFL, and it's ironic you said that, and and I'll, I'll get to why in just a minute. <laughs> the USFL and the Big Three, they both have one thing in common: is that I, my my television accidentally lands on these, and all I can think of. I am thirty five years old. I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. Matt Fuller <laughs> plays in the USFL and the Big Three. <laughs> I once made $17 million a year. How much do you make make to play in the big three? $17 a year. (laughs) And and they pick up the check when we stop at Bennigan's after the game.
1: Let's go. And, And Ice Cube shows up at our games. And rubs his money in our face. <laughs> Look yeah.
2: how much money I have Ice compared to the four dollars that I paid you. C- Ice Cube shows up. He's like, I just dated at Ruth Chris. He's got a toothpick. He's about to picking up steak bits, and they're like, we ate at Bennigan's, and we had to share an appetizer. Right. <laughs> this is not. As fun as I want it to be. <laughs>
1: it's like I saw a movie over the weekend. Uh, and we can talk about that coming up later on in the show because Jeremy also saw a movie uh, over that's
2: the a, that, Jake, that's a fun segment that we play uh, on the uh, on the, on this year program mm-hmm. because I don't watch movies. Because in large part, they're stupid. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. I don't watch movies. Ever.
3: No. Okay, be honest. When was the last time you saw a movie other than the time you just saw it?
2: Probably the last time we played, I saw a movie. I think it was when I saw the Batman.
1: You no, know, Cocaine Bear. You saw Cocaine
2: Bear. I did see Cocaine you Bear. Cocaine Bear? 100%. So would... Cocaine Bear was a legendary piece of cinematic history. You do not, you, you do not duke on Cocaine Bear. Uh-uh. Okay? Cocaine Bear was phenomenal. It has spawned several sequels. Meth Gator, going to be a banger.
1: Cocaine Shark's out now. Cocaine
2: Shark is what? out right now. Yeah. Uh, it, cocaine Bear was great. All right. I watched the great movies. The 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 stalwart <laughs> movies, the cocaine bears, the sharknados. Uh I saw every one of those. I'm not making that up. I saw every single one of them. So stupid. Yeah. But okay. All right. So let's play a game. And I swear to you, we have okay. not we did not brace him for this. Yes. Name any movie that you think every person on the planet has seen.
4: Uh
2: harry potter never seen it couldn't name you a character think it's without a doubt the stupidest thing i've ever come in contact with you like like christmas movies though i i I barely like christmas but i now i will say with christmas movies uh i have watched them doing the 12 days of christmas movies for the last three years so i've seen a lot of them Mm. like national lampoon's vacation i have seen that and it is awesome uh home alone also awesome like christmas story awful Worst thing I've ever seen in my life. You don't like a Christmas story? No, I was so angry by the end of it that I wanted to punch Tank in the face. <laughs> because he set me up to watch it. Really? Then I watched the second one, which he hated and I liked. I didn't even know there was a second it one. It just came out last year. Oh.
1: That was the third one. Wait, what? There was a Christmas story too. Okay, uh, which I'm which sure is was No one. I've never seen it. Cinematic
2: dog water. Right. Uh The Godfather. Never seen it. Avatar? Never seen it. Flying Blue People. I'm out. Oh, I mean, I could literally tell you. Star why. Wars. He doesn't do
1: Star Wars. You don't watch Star he can't, Wars, he can't do space bears. Why, and why would gold I want to watch space? Ba-
2: the thing I can't do with Star Wars is they understand the bear. Like I, I, I've never been able to wrap my head around that. So you get people and they show up with the space bear and he goes, "Oh, good point, bear. Let's uh, let's do that, bear." It's stupid. Gold vacuum cleaner and talking beeping trash can. I'm out. He's, is some he's disrespect. Absolutely, oh, are you it's completely, oh, it's, it's complete uh, it, oh, disrespect. Oh yeah, it's awful. Yeah, virtually every movie that that people grew up loving, yeah. I can defecate right on. I'll just dunk on it, <laughs> <laughs> just because they're like it makes no sense to me. So you only watch
3: weird animal movies and in Batman? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah,
2: Bingo. that's that's a. Here's the thing, drug-addled animal is something that could theoretically happen. Harry Potter cannot. And so I'm secrest out. If it can't really happen, you lose me b- before I even get through the, the, the pamphlet and, on the back of the So you and, think and Batman the, can, and, can, can really happen? 100% Batman could happen. United, Elon Musk could be Batman. No doubt. And he's going to prove that when he dunks on Mark Zuckerberg. And I can't <laughs> wait to see it. Not going to happen. Batman could, that's why every other superhero, I could care less. Superman, never watch one. Mm-hmm. Ever. Because it can't happen. There's no Krypton man. There is somebody that has so much money that they can train themselves to be a badass and throw on a little Batman a little Bat costume and fight crime. Which is why I like Batman. I'm in disbelief right now. Are
1: you yeah. serious? See see, and that and that is the reaction that I've had for the last seven years, uh knowing Jeremy of all of the things. All of the things that you believe can actually happen, Batman is one of them.
2: No doubt. Elon Musk Weird. could be Batman. He's got a bajillion He's got like $180 billion. You're telling me somebody couldn't make him a costume to fly? <laughs> uh, of course he could.
1: It is the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Coming up after the top of the hour Sports center update. Uh, we're going to get into some uh, just you know NFL headlines. We've also got some off-season files to go over with you today. What are the uh, two teams that we're doing? The
2: Arizona
1: Cardinals and
2: the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Okay, so there's one of those to look forward to this, oh, yeah. one uh, of them, in this show.
2: One of them. I'm just going to have fun your team
1: we've also got a fun game to play coming up after the top of the hour uh the the ultimate sports iq quiz i've been told jake's been working hard on this uh to give uh you know just a test jeremy and myself so we'll play that game coming up later on in the program plus jeremy's picks of the night in green on green is next
5: i believe real estate isn't about properties it's about people i'm clarissa hyatt zach with exp realty serving all of western north carolina Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
1: If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic Codings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at four five five thirty seven hundred. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch.
4: You might not know this, but the Ingalls Bakery is actually a bakery, as in we bake things, really delicious things, things like crusty breads just waiting for that scrumptious strawberry jam, apple fritters to pair perfectly with that morning cup of coffee, cakes for any occasion, customized to your precise standards, and did we mention the cookies? It's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings.
0: The coffee's for closers Home, Get on the money.
5: Then when you get the money, you get the power.
4: That watch costs more than your car. Then
5: when you get the power, then you get the woman.
2: Well, boys and girls, we are to game three of the College World Series, and I'm here to prove to you that the Double Down's not just the favorite sandwich of fat people like me. This is Green on Green, brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Low prices. Love the savings. Last week I told you to roll with the LSU Tigers plus three eighty to win this series, and that looked really good until twenty four to four happened last night. And here's the thing: don't let that get you. Recency bias is a thing. Sixty percent of the money tonight is on the over. People are terrified to go one direction or the other. So let me cut through the nonsense for you. LSU's got an ace pitcher. His name's Paul Skeens. He pitched in game one, and he was flawless. He's going to pitch tonight at some point, too, and nobody can hit this kid, which is why he's going to be a really high pick in the baseball draft. College baseball, not exactly like professional baseball, because Florida is taking their best power hitter and putting him on the mound tonight that could be a bit of a problem. So, just like Kentucky Fried Chicken, I'm a double down, baby. Give me LSU again. I'll give the run differential at plus 110. I'm taking them to win by more than one and a half, which would pay off both of the wagers. And to get away from the recency bias, I'm going under in total runs. For more, find us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. And as always, love the savings with Ingles. Love the winnings with me. Mull it out.
0: He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. It is the Sportsocracy, and
1: we are live in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere around the world on the iHeartRadio app. You can take us with you everywhere you go. See us everywhere you go with YouTube. Go to thesportocracy.com. Click the live video link. Subscribe to the channel. That gets you into the chat with us. Each and every day, we're talking about movies at the end of the last hour, and um, yeah, Jeremy doesn't see a lot of movies.
2: No, I, I detest movies.
1: However, he did see one over the weekend. We'll talk about that coming up over the uh, over the next couple of hours of the program. I you saw know one.
2: if I say it was worth watching, it was worth
1: watching. I saw one over the weekend as well that I think, uh, I think all fans of this show and all sports fans should see. It's a hell of a movie. We'll talk about that coming up as well, and um, look. We got you know, some headlines in the NFL. We're thirty seven days away from the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio.
2: Which means we're getting close to camps. <laughs> After the Fourth of July holiday, we will be we'll be right there it's time
1: oh it's go time it's, it's go, go time, time on the uh on the football season uh we will continue the off-season files for you here in this hour and the next we've got the arizona cardinals coming up later on in this hour and then next hour we'll be talking about the cincinnati bengals daily draft today what are we doing
2: uh so espn did a list Uh, bill barnwell specifically to the list of which
1: which immediately means it's stupid uh, yes uh, of
2: the best playmakers so that's wide receivers tight ends, running backs and he had the minnesota vikings at six which means i'm going to call him stupid
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's a little high so today's daily draft will be the uh yeah the skill position dog
2: is a little high that is insane You must be doing <laughs> recreational drugs to get. There's no other explanation for that. That basically is saying Justin Jefferson is the sixth best group of weapons in the NFL. Okay, your running backs Alexander Madison, but we have T.J. Hawkinson. Yay! Wowie, wowie. <laughs> uh, anyhow, but we 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 have the mm. intern Jake. Who has become an integral part of the show and taught me how to say the word integral? Mm-hmm. So I'd say integral this time, like I usually do. He's got a game, and he's been very excited about the game, and so that means the time. I'll play a few.
1: Ah!
3: we're talking about the sports IQ showdown here on the Sportsocracy. Let's talk about it, guys. All right. So we got three questions with multiple answers. And two questions with one answer. Whoever dings their bell first, I will call on you, and you tell me an answer. All right.
1: Oh, I was just practicing. I like, to make sure that the yeah, bell was okay. working. I got G- you. G-
3: give right. your
2: answer now, dumb dumb. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> it's like Jeopardy. I'll right in before the question was asked. Justin Jefferson. Okay, guess the most <laughs> random thing you could possibly say.
3: So we have five questions. It's from three different sports. Who has the best sports IQ on the show? Uh-oh. Three sports. So, is, uh,
2: that doesn't lend itself to me.
3: Uh, <laughs> so, first question. This is a juicy one. Since 2011, six wide receivers have been taken in the top five.
2: Who are they? Jeremy. Since 2011, in the top five. Yes. Jamar Chase is one. Correct. He went five. Yeah.
1: Next. Oh, um,. Hell since 2000 i can't even i can't
6: even
2: think
1: wide receivers taken in the top five uh. it's not fair i'm not a draft guy like jeremy I can't uh, no even but you recall got this. this
3: come on you got this
1: justin jefferson oh. that
2: is he went at 22 <laughs> i have no idea we railed on that forever i have
1: no idea because
2: you couldn't believe that it happened all, all right. names for you to say, that one makes, I think, possibly the least sense. <laughs> Jeremy, you you want to steal here? Oh, let's see. That went in the top five. Um, okay, Waddle was just outside of the top five. I'm trying to walk it back year by year. Yeah, since 2011. I'm looking at the list of teams uh, that went in the top five. <sighs> none of you have one. All right, so I have to ask for a point of clarification like we're playing the spelling bee. Okay. All right, so you mean only wide receivers, not pass catchers? Only wide receivers. Only wide
3: receivers. There's been six wide receivers taken in the top five of the NFL draft since 2011. Corey Davis. That is correct. Ugh. That is two points for Jeremy already. So, Gross. Take...
1: Absolutely gross.
3: you have a rebuttal,
2: though? <sighs> hmm it gets much harder in the top five there's really been that
3: many there's been six wide receivers taking the top five so we right now we have Corey Davis and Jamar Chase there are four more three still playing the NFL <sighs> one I don't know where he is I really don't okay I would say that what one- I'll, yeah. I'll steal because he looks I have no idea
2: Amari Cooper
3: Amari Cooper is correct, and that is three for Jeremy. So yes, we have Jamar Chase, Corey Davis, Amari Cooper. Oh, three more one. here. I
2: know one, but it was too long ago. He was before that. Tank, you got
3: you got an answer? Uh, no. AJ Green. AJ Green is correct. We oh have a four oh sweep right now. That's four out of the six. Julio
2: Jones. No. He was too early. That's what Because he's and, old. Yeah, no, no, he was like ago. I think he was oh nine. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. and he may have gone at six. I don't know.
1: CeeDee Lamb.
2: Nope. He, no, went, no, the, he no. went in the teens. No. Yeah.
1: No clue. Oh,
2: there's two more.
1: Devontae Smith.
2: No, he <laughs> no. went at he went at, he went at ten.
1: Debo Samuel.
2: No. Uh, he went in the second round.
1: Christian Watson. You're
2: he went the you're awful at this game. Of course
1: game. I'm awful at this game. I don't know who so, went the top five of the draft. Uh, I don't pay that close attention. There's still two more.
2: You so don't know where we one of We have
3: Corey Davis, Jamar Chase, Amari Cooper, and A.J. Green. There's two more. One, I literally cannot tell you where he is right now. I do not know if he's even alive. The other one, <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, I'm serious. I'm serious. He's one of the biggest draft busts of all time, if that gives you any hint.
2: And the- I think all the ones I'm thinking of are too long ago.
1: Yeah, like Carlos Rogers. That was Carlos a Rogers long was a corner ago.
2: and that was in the early 2000s. <laughs> Who was the Rogers that Charles Rogers? Oh, it was Charles Rogers. T's and P's. because uh, he actually is uh deceased with us. I don't think I can name any of- uh since 2011, I'm just making another trip through the world to make sure that I don't Okay. Cuz Kyle Pitts is a pass catcher but Nope. He was a tight end, not a receiver. All right, I'm going to give each one of you one more guess. Tank, go ahead, because your guess is going to be awful and will give me a second to come up with one that might Mike Evans. Be Mike Evans is incorrect. No. He went at like eight. Yeah.
3: Jeremy, finish us off on this first question.
2: This was oh, – Justin Blackman is too long ago. Justin Blackman.
3: Justin Blackman is correct. Let's I do not know where he's at right now. Let's go. I literally do not know
2: where
4: he's at. Let's right go. So
3: let's at go. Right. And the last one was this Sammy, is gonna make me angry. Sammy Watkins.
2: That was within the last tw- Oh my yeah, it was. Yeah. Because he's still in the league. I should have known that. Yeah.
1: Good for you, Jeremy.
2: So the six wide receivers,
3: Corey Davis, Jamar Chase, Sammy Watkins, Amari Cooper, AJ Green, and Justin Blackman. We're all taken in the top five.
2: Let's go. That's so, a five nothing lead for five me. Five for
3: nothing years. lead. Holy moly! Now let's see if Tank can do something in this question. Nope. There have been th- <laughs> <laughs> there have been three 15 seeds to win a game in the NCAA tournament in the last three years. Who
2: are they? Oh God! Florida Gulf Coast. No. no. That's oh, in the last three years, I didn't listen to the question.
3: Tank. St. Peter's. St. Peter's is correct. Yeah. Oh,
2: I didn't listen to the question. I, I got an answer in my head and I just ran with it. In the last three years. Been, each each year has had one. Fairleigh Dickinson was a 16, but there was a 15 this year. Oh, uh, uh I have absolutely no idea. Tank, you want to steal <laughs>
1: 15 seed, yep. Mercer. No. Ah. No, they were like a 10 seed, weren't they, when they uh, beat Duke?
2: No, they were 14. Duke was a I'll three. tell okay. you a little hint here. Both of these teams made it to the Sweet 16. That is not a hint because I already knew that. Uh, but I can't think of who the schools were because I, I, I'm actually trying to th- oh. Oral Roberts?
3: Oral Roberts is correct. Damn it. That broken. means there's there's one more. And it was this year. And it was this past year. It was year. this
2: year, and I, for the life of me, cannot think of who it was. <laughs> and Tank, you are on the board. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, so now yeah. he's only down yeah. six to one. Uh, if he yes! Gets, if he gets everything right from here on out, he's got a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe I'm forgetting this. Montana State. No, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. And it's going to, it will make me so angry when you tell me. All right, last guesses, guys. No? Mm, no. Uh, all I can think of is Fairleigh Dickinson and their coach that looks like he showered in a gas station bathroom. <laughs> I, I, I can't think of anybody else. And
3: so the last number 15 seed to win a game in the NCAA tournament was the Ivy League school themselves Princeton. Ah, uh,
1: yeah. They were a
3: 15. They were
2: a 15. They upset Arizona. I, sh- I should know that because my West Virginia Mountaineers just uh, solidified the commitment of Kirk Risa. So that... It lost and- Trey Mitchell to Kentucky because, you know, the Country Roads Trust gave him a bajillion of dollars, and he went, thank you for this money, and now I'm going to go play at Kentucky. <laughs> All, right. All right. Next. So, so this is the last
3: question with multiple answers current score six to one six nice. to one jeremy only, only stating that because holy uh, well. moly <laughs> now this one i feel so. like well, is well, in, yeah i mean thumb <laughs>
1: on the scale let's give him a draft question
3: this is both of your guys ballpark right here. okay first one to bring in can you name the last four nfl franchises to relocate jeremy uh houston willers that's correct
1: tank las vegas raiders
3: las vegas raiders is correct locate. Cleveland Browns? No. Incorrect, Tank?
1: Los Angeles Rams.
3: Los Angeles Rams is correct. Los Angeles Chargers. And the Los Angeles Chargers are correct. Indeed. Alright. All right. That went quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we knew those. That, that helped. Alright, so <laughs> this next question is worth three points, and the final question
2: is worth five points. Oh! Ooh, because these are a little hard. Little Which means Tank can get dog walked and still win. Let's
6: yes. go.
3: <laughs> All right. Second to last question here. Which NBA team has the most finals appearances without a championship?
2: Finals oh, appearances without a championship. Ah. Oh, that's a doozy. Um
1: Tank Spencer. Philadelphia 76ers.
2: That is incorrect. incorrect. Oh. They have one a long time ago. Oh, they've never won one. Nope. Most yes. right.
3: finals appearances without a championship.
2: Indiana Pacers. That is incorrect. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. 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 You guys want mm-hmm. hands? So I can hear yeah, Finals those.
1: appearances mm-hmm. without a championship.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. 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 Nobody's got it in the
1: Who? Seattle slash Oklahoma City.
3: No, <laughs> no one's got it in the comments either on the,
2: uh, the YouTube. They won one. They won one. The Portland Trailblazers. No, and I feel like we get one guess each because I've got another guess. All right, you go. I, I, I feel like I might know this. Ooh.
1: Los Angeles Clippers.
2: Never been there. The Utah Jazz.
1: No. The Clippers never made a finals? No. Not even like back in the Rick Barry days?
2: No. Hmm. All right, now i got to know. Who in the world is that? Oh, this is going to be some defunct franchise. I didn't even think about that. Phoenix Suns. The Suns have a title. They just won it two years ago. Oh, no, they lost it. they lost it. No, they didn't. Oh, they lost the finals. I should (laughs) have known that. The oh I am a big sucks. stupid animal. <laughs> I <laughs> stared right at them and that was the team when I said they won one. That's who I was like oh I'm a bull run.
4: Oh uh-huh. I,
3: that one, oh my goodness. I wanna go yell at a pigeon. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But that means Nobody gets the points. Nobody gets the no. points. And that so means now serious? Tank can only tie me. Tank can only tie you. Yeah. But I, 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 I don't know if you guys can even get this question, honestly. Hmm. This one's juicy. You guys know I love my soccer. Oh, I God. love my soccer.
1: Nobody's ever getting
2: this. Oh one. Lord, it's a prank. Ronaldo. <laughs>
3: stop, stop. Wayne Rooney. No, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Listen, what is the first and last name of a player on the U.S. men's national soccer team? Oh, Christian Pulisic. Christian Pulisic is correct, yeah! and that means we end in a tie oh, just, like in a question? just like in soccer but
2: but did we though we did, did we end in a tie we did I mean, we had the same number of points this is like <laughs> the this is like the the big three tank just hit one from the parking lot uh, oh you got stomped or the entire thing but we tied. that's the only thing that matters how
1: millennial final of us. score
2: how millennial of us
1: we'll say yeah. <laughs> say the same thing to you that uh, how do you Jim know christian Boeheim, Pulisic? Got, i mean he's like he the greatest wait, u.s soccer player of all time isn't he he? He's, he's captain didn't america maintain. i mean come on no who's number two the greatest american soccer player of all time who's number two landon donovan kobe jones if you had Clint said Dempsey. if you had Clint said Dempsey one of all going.
2: time i could have done that
1: landon donovan,
2: landon donovan. Freddie Adu. <laughs> talk about Freddie Adu. he was know. bad he was supposed to be real real good he i can real, name real some just... i don't know that i could if if you gave me four points right now for naming another one, ah,
1: Howard, who was the, the the goalie? What was uh, he, his uh, first Tim name? Howard, Tim he Howard.
2: He was a beast. He's forty something years old yeah. now. Oh, Have sure. you ever heard him talk? Uh, yes. That boy is not American. Uh, well, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, uh, people would say the same thing about me. So uh, <laughs> you know, I c- I genuinely couldn't name another player on
1: the. I was, I, there's another one in my head, but Gia Reyna.
3: Gia Giarena, that's correct. I talked about uh, Fowler and Balligan. On the show like oh two yeah weeks ago yeah, jake, the, guy from, the guy from england so he's th- a dog he scored in the championship game so,
2: so jake i'm gonna be real honest with you i want you to rehash uh in the the production meeting before the show where tank got very excited to tell us about his crime story and it was the same story that i told on friday 100. he looked at us like jeremy told that yes for four solid minutes don't even remember don't even know you know why because we don't listen to each other around here that's that's what we do
1: <laughs> he's not wrong
2: we're we two people that have worked together for uh, over it's, five years now oh, this is
1: hilarious yeah it was hilarious when i told it on friday
2: bingo let's go I, that is the grossest tie in the history of ties <laughs> tank ties me because he knew a i feel like bit. i
1: get the tiebreaker for giving you another soccer player
2: I, yeah, I don't. No, I, we're not going to count that. I, the, the fact that you uh, uh, that you chucked out in a draft question uh, a slew of guys that not only were they not drafted in the last 12 years, they didn't go in the top five when they did get drafted. I feel like we should have deducted points for physically impossible. That was fun, well, I'm glad you I, don't, I, I, I don't like that you tied me based off one question. I'm
1: saying, that, you know, we do have a commercial break coming up. We feel like uh, in that time, he could come up with a tiebreaker question. Oh, 100%. Question I and we can settle this thing.
2: That's about anything but soccer. Okay. <laughs> Evan Doyle said the tiebreaker should be hockey. Why are we going sports that we don't watch is the tiebreaker? The sports it's a IQ. It's football basketball it show. The sports IQ. I drug you down the sidewalk in football and basketball. Now we're going to, you know what? While we're at, this dual lacrosse question. Uh, name a lacrosse team on the planet. Uh, Duke. Duke. City. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> First one that comes to mind, right, guys?
4: And make them laugh, make them laugh. You're in
2: the sportsocracy, and this
1: is ESPN.
4: This, But the Ingalls Bakery is actually a bakery. As in, we bake things. Really delicious things. Things like crusty breads just waiting for that scrumptious strawberry jam. Apple fritters to pair perfectly with that morning cup of coffee. Cakes for any occasion, customized to your precise standards. And did we mention the cookies? It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings.
5: Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. The Sportsocracy.
3: That is some good, clean
1: family fun there, Hancock. Eh, it is the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Just a little over an hour and a half away from vacation for me. Uh, really looking forward is, to that.
2: tank is mentally checked out, which is why he tried to. uh, uh, uh His guess at a top five receiver was Carlos Rogers. Don Hudson. Who not only has not been drafted in the last 12 years, was not a receiver. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't go in the top five. You could have said Sebastian Janikowski and been as close to right. Hey,
1: you know, as soon as you win some, you lose some. Yeah, this time somehow, I
2: tied. And yet somehow you tied. I don't I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that you got just eviscerated in
1: that. All right, so the sports IQ quiz. Do we have a tiebreaker?
3: We have a tiebreaker. Oh, I did right. a little bit of uh searching during the break. Are there more than one answer to this question? There are five answers to the questions. There we
1: go. All
6: right.
3: <clears throat> so, there are five NFL teams with two or more Super Bowl appearances without a Super Bowl win. Who are they? Jeremy. Uh,
2: they won one. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. <laughs>
3: That is incorrect. That is incorrect. Tank Spencer?
2: When did they win one? They
3: haven't.
1: They've they haven't only been, been to, to two.
3: They've only been to one.
1: You two Super Bowls without winning one. Arizona went to one against Pittsburgh. No, they won another in one. In my
2: head, they had uh, another <laughs> Yeah, boomer-sizing. A-
3: <laughs> boomer-sizing.
1: Tank, you, uh,
3: you buzzed in. Where it's we Buffalo going? Bills. Buffalo Bills, that is correct. Nobody Tank Spencer.
2: Circles the wagon. Like the Buffalo Bills.
3: Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals is correct, and we are tied nice. again. Three more teams.
1: Minnesota Vikings.
2: Minnesota Vikings is correct. That was the one I thought. I thought they won one in the Purple People Eater.
1: Nope, does. nope. They went four zero 0 and 4, just like the Buffalo
2: Bills. Really? <sighs> they won one. They haven't been a 2. Ooh. You can't – you got to at least <laughs> let me say something. Uh, Jeremy? They haven't been to two. They've been to two. Been to hmm. two or more. Mm-hmm. And haven't won
3: one. Have not won one. So right now, Tank, you said the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. We had the Buffalo Bills. Yes. And the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Cincinnati Bengals. We got two more.
2: I know they haven't been though
3: i'm gonna give you 15 seconds jeremy
2: oh i like that put me on the clock uh they haven't been done enough seven six miami dolphins <coughs> they won one in 72 <laughs> i have incorrect. absolutely no idea
3: tank spencer for the win the atlanta
1: falcons
2: that is Correct.
3: Well, Extra Tanks bonus Spencer. points if I
1: give you the last one. Uh, what is it? The Carolina the Panthers. The Carolina Panthers
3: is correct. Oh Tank Spencer is <laughs> going to
1: win oh, the
3: Sports IQ Showdown. Congrats, Tank. Hey,
1: have I think feel like we should hit the who breaks, who's going to break the news. Oh, Tank beat Jeremy in a
2: game. That's not.
1: I don't want to see that dance for a I
2: don't either. Oh, Lord. That was a good time, though. Oh, it's you know what? It's worse without the music. Uh, genuinely, <laughs> it is 100% worse without the music. Uh, All right, nah, it is the not.
1: sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville.
2: <sighs> yes. It, it is. Coming uh, up. We, we have slid back into fantasy football content because we're right here. At the time when camps are starting, not long after we come back from the 4th of July vacation, this is the perfect time to sign up for our Ultimate Fantasy Draft Contest. We're putting on the Ultimate Draft weekend for somebody. This is also how we will fill our uh, show league. So you'll be able to come in here, do a segment with us. You know, If you have a cause or anything like that, you can... Tell the the lovely listeners about that, and you'll get to play fantasy football against us. And all of the, the proceeds go to the Eblen Charities projects over the rest of the year.
1: Coming up after the break here in the Sportocracy, it'll be time to uh, get weird, and then another off season files. Caroline, or excuse me, the Arizona Cardinals. Next up on the off season files here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN. Breath.
6: Find us at ComparionInsurance.com. Comparing Insurance Agency, local agents, expert advice. And
4: there's number four. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings.
7: Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, We work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business. And we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At HomeTrust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local HomeTrust branch or anytime at HTB.com. Member FDIC.
0: on the weird scale. There's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville.
1: It is the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, and let's get weird. So we'll go to DeKalb County, Florida. Or, Florida, Georgia. DeKalb County, Georgia. Uh, yeah, I've already checked out for vacation. It's all right.
2: Uh, 100% you still somehow beat me, which I'm, I'm not going to recover from that for a while. See, it
1: just goes to show you how good I could be on the day where I'm not already checked out. It, it also um, shows de-
2: that, that a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while.
1: DeKalb County Police had to evacuate homes in the Ellenwood subdivision after a man and his uh, son woke up last week and uh, found that there had uh, been a dog. There had been a dog getting in their trash in the backyard. Now, why would they have had to evacuate homes? It's because, well, I mean, this dog has been apparently terrorizing the neighborhood for the last few weeks, just getting into everybody's trash cans and ripping all the things out. Well, he did that at this one house. Or, or I guess right next door to the house, took a bag of trash out of somebody else's trash can, drug it into these people's backyard, and then just ripped the bag to shreds. Well, when the kid goes back to survey what, you know, what damage has been done, how much trash needs to be picked up, he, he saw a couple of things that looked a little out of the ordinary. Uh, one of them looked like it was an accessory to a toy gun. Or at least that's what the kid said. Well, it actually turned out to be an actual gun clip, along with something that looked like a fake grenade. It was a real grenade. It was a real grenade. Oh, the, uh, <laughs> the kid went and told Daddy that there looks like there's a fake grenade in the backyard. And he went, how, do you, how can you tell that it's fake? Because this, kid, this kid's like 10 years old. How could you tell it was fake? Well, the kid just guessed. I mean, obviously it wouldn't be a real one in somebody's trash. apparently it was dad said oh that looks very real we need to call the uh we need to call the police department and they showed up had to bring in the bomb squad it was indeed a live grenade that the kid luckily did not pick up and go oh this looks like a toy (laughs) i mean look i'm not expecting a 10 year old to know the difference uh no but i'm glad dad was there to say we need to call somebody. They came and they disposed of it. Had to evacuate all the houses in the neighborhood just in case this explosive went off. But think of the think of the difference between those moments. Of I've got you know this dog tearing up the trash. Damn. Oh, but thank God he did. Because what would have happened if that tra- you know if that had ended up in the back of a trash truck? and then somehow got crushed, got exploded in the back of the trash truck, and then everybody's got a problem on their hands. So you have the good dog, bad dog scenario. Bad dog at first, good dog for bringing that to everybody's attention.
2: My story comes from Sydney, Australia. It's about a man named Aaron D'Souza. He's a London-based businessman, Australian-born, and he has come up with a new version of the Olympiad. He will be hosting the 2024 Enhanced Games. Obviously, in the Olympics, it's the best athletes in the world, competing at all the sports, largely that we don't watch over the course of the year. Dragon field, swimming, weightlifting, all those things. He's going to have the exact same thing. There's only one difference. In the Olympics, you have to test positive or you have to test negative for steroids. In the enhanced games, you have to test. Positive for steroids. <laughs> he is actually doing the Charlie Harper. I would watch a meat covered robot hit baseballs a thousand feet. He's doing the steroid games and he is defending it vehemently. Now, his quote. Says the each Olympiad, another cohort of brave athletes sets new world records only to have their medals revoked, their careers suspended, and their names dragged through the mud. It's time to end this oppressive cycle. Tank roll design, so I already know the answer to this. Would you watch it, yes or no? No. I actually think I would. I would really? <laughs> yeah. There is a thousand percent better chance that I would watch this than baseball or the Olympics. but 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 it's it's morally reprehensible did you force them to do it no did anybody force the american gladiators to do all of the things they did just watch that documentary if you haven't seen that you should and apparently there's a new one coming out on netflix on wednesday because we just dug up the american gladiators for the first time in 15 years i have look i'm not a moralist i've said that on the show before you make your own decisions if you feel the urge to do this i have no qualms with it i
1: mean by all means if you i mean it's gonna be on tv
2: you can get your spot on tv and all you got to do is a little
1: steroids sure take that take that risk if you want to i'm not watching it not even for a second because here's the thing i wasn't even excited about american gladiators
2: what no no you stop that! American Gladiators was the greatest show in the history of television. Yeah. I will fight you right now. Yeah, it's not ice. <laughs> it's Ted Lasso. Ice, lace, blaze, blaze,
1: blazer. Hey,
2: yeah, we should have played that game. How many American Gladiators can you name? Uh, nitro. No, a, a nitro was. A,
1: I know he was. Uh, Look, every kid in the 1980s watched the American <laughs> no, Gladiators. I don't, at I don't know what this even point. is,
6: guys.
2: What? Yeah, he doesn't. You have don't know cool. what the. Okay, let's see if we can explain American Gladiators to Jake. In a 60-second way. Okay, <laughs> there was a show hosted by Larry Zonka and Mike... What was his name? Adam Lee? Mike Adam I, no I think was his name. They were two sporting commentators, and they had this group of otherworldly athletes who ate a whole mess of Cliff Bars uh, and <laughs> probably did... They let me let's see how I say this nicely. They made Barry Bonds look like Jeremy Green.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh because they were all four. Every one of them. And there were so every week you would have two combatants, and it was two normal people. One of them became a WWE wrestler. Uh, another one they called him two scoops. He was like <laughs> the ultimate American gladiator contestant. And this dude next to me would look like a small child. So they would put them through all these gladiator level games. And one of them was we put you on a pedestal. So there are two pedestals Mm -hmm. and we give you a giant Q-tip, like a (laughs) giant Q-tip and you beat each other brainless with it until one of you falls off the pedestal. But we'll only let you do it for 25 seconds because you know, brain damage. Uh, it it didn't stop people from getting just beat brainless doing this. Basically it was 20 Bill Goldbergs coming up against people that were like tank size. Mm. And we watched it like we thought we were going to win something if we watched it enough. (laughs) And I have screamed that this show should come back for years. But then I watched the documentary and I went, So you're kind of of a scumbag Mm -hmm. there, creator man.
1: Here's the thing. Uh, That's apparently like the hottest thing on Netflix is the documentary of the the American Gladiators. Well, the Netflix documentary
2: comes out, that comes out Wednesday. The one that ESPN did, it was a 30 for 30. Ah, okay. And it's about the true creator. So apparently these started in like Erie, Pennsylvania. So they created this. And this little, he was an Elvis impersonator, comes in and steals the concept of American Gladiators and sells it to ABC. And then they completely cut out the other guy. That's not a spoiler. It's on the leaflet of the... um, This was like the hottest show on television for five years. It ran for eight. Close, yeah. And it was... uh, They had an eliminator uh, where you had to run up basically a treadmill going backwards real fast. Uh, (laughs) So you had to run up that and then do a hand bicycle across a gigantic drop. Uh, And if you fell, you landed into a... Uh, It was an inflated bag on a concrete floor and sometimes they didn't pay the power bill and they didn't inflate that enough (laughs) because they blew it up with leaf blowers. Uh, (laughs) And then you had to climb a huge cargo net and you walked across and you got on a little zip line and you flew across this entire arena and you got to uh, this end station where there were So each side, there were three choices and you had to run through this thing, not knowing what was on the other side. And in two of them were Thor and Captain America who were going to try to absolutely knock your head off your shoulders. If you went through the third one, there was nothing there. Mm. Now that doesn't, that sounds like that's the right call. Except for the fact that every contestant blitzed through this at full speed. So if there was nothing there, they just went wee! and face on the concrete. That happened like one time <laughs> oh about God. 46 times. They also had a game called the Atmosphere, where it's a gigantic metal ball. And there's little pots on the ground that you have to land this ball in. But there's two of these things four individuals that are trying to decapitate you while you do this. I'm not making any of this up. sounds like a dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was for the people like me that sat at home with a bag of Funyuns just going, I could do that. Uh, you're, you're just, you're a wimp. Meanwhile, there's a six, 270 pound man that is beating you in the brain with a Q-tip.
1: Yeah. No, I was, I was not a huge fan of the American I've, Gladiators. I've seen every
2: episode ever made.
1: Uh, I have not. Oh, and when oh, I saw that there was a documentary about it, I went, yeah, I don't even kind of care.
2: There was another <laughs> game called Assault. And what Assault was is there were five stations, all right, and they had guns that shot tennis balls. And there was a big target over the head of one of these gigantic hulking people. And they had a gun that also shot tennis balls and they get the the protection you would think they'd give you like a football helmet or i don't know something that would keep you from losing your ability to wipe your own tukas. but <laughs> instead they gave you just a little plastic hockey helmet and a pair of goggles and they would sit on this thing and shoot tennis balls at you and they went about 150 miles an hour coming out of the thing and they hit no less than 10 people directly in the mm-hmm. face. Uh, like one guy, I think, lost an eye. I, I know Are one guy serious? broke his nose, and so the goal is that you go to these each individual stations, and you have the gun, and you try to shoot the thing, and if you hit the bullseye, you get 10 points. If you hit the red circle on the outside, you get 5 points. So if you shoot all the guns, and you didn't hit it with any of them, they let you get like 20 feet away from this tennis ball gun. But I mean, you got a little thing to hide behind. Yeah. But if you hide behind it, you can't get to the target. So you had to get out of the safety to allow them to poof, shoot you in the face. Then they would let you get to about 20 feet, and you could throw tennis balls at the, at the target. But the problem is, if you got hit with that tennis ball at that station you were going to forget your name for about four days. And then you would think, oh, if you got hit in the face with the gun, surely that was the end of the competition. But wait, there's more. Because the next event, you basically just played rugby with these gigantic humans trying to put a ball in a cylinder. And they would stop you from doing that by beating you brainless. Yeah. They would go full Ray Lewis and tackle you across a concrete floor. I have made none of this up. Is there no lawsuits against this? Or Shockingly enough, their, their liability waiver had to say. be just ironclad. Because to my knowledge, no. And people would fight each other to get on this show. They would go to these these regional qualifiers and stand in line for hours on end. I actually know two people that did this. Neither one made the show, but they tried. And there would be thousands of people there trying to get on this show. And now you would think, surely, you know, if you if you win this tournament, because you had to do this like what, six times to win it? I think it's thirty two people on each side. So you had to do it five times. Surely you win. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. It was twenty five thousand dollars. That's it. Yeah, and there's one of the gladiators can't walk now because he did so many steroids that now he has to have a little cart that he walks behind because he can't stand up straight. And it just it blows your mind as you watch this going. But how did we not think about this? Like how did we not look at this? We called it American gladiators, and they yeah it was it, it was to say it was barbaric was that's putting it nicely
1: so again going back to the original story here that we came from uh the the steroid games no i'm out well according to our youtube chat
2: they would be in because like me they loved american gladiators
1: (laughs) you're in the sportsocracy this is espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 am at 1400 the arizona cardinals it's gonna be a well, it's not, it's not going to be the greatest of seasons for them. We'll talk about their off-season files next.
4: Or wherever you get your podcasts. You might not know this, but the Ingalls Bakery is actually a bakery. As in, we bake things. Really delicious things. Things like crusty breads just waiting for that scrumptious strawberry jam. Apple fritters to pair perfectly with that morning cup of coffee. Cakes for any occasion, customized to your precise standards. And did we mention the cookies? It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings.
5: Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina.
1: Back in the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville and offseason files continue. Here are the offseason moves of the Arizona Cardinals.
2: Uh, well, this well, year's this not going This ain't pretty. I mean, it's going to be way nicer to the Cardinals than you
1: are. Yeah, Kyler Murray coming off the injury is going to miss, what, the first six to eight weeks of the season?
2: That's the way it looks right now, yes.
1: <sighs> you look at the rest of that team. I mean, you're, you lost DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, he's gone now. I don't care. You don't
2: care? I mean, not for this year. You could have had DeAndre Hopkins and Jerry Rice, and the fact that he's gonna be they're going to be thro- thrown to by Colt McCoy, yeah, this year's going to be a little rough. But think- I, I love the Paris Johnson pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be hard for you to get free agents to come here, especially after the NFLPA puts out that damning report that basically you got exposed floorboards in your weight room. But – do you not feel like this team's training the right way? This year's
1: going to be awful. I have no idea what to think about this team. I mean, I, because I don't know what Jonathan Gannon's going to be like as a head coach. So is so are we falling into okay, so that? I'm
2: not sure that I care. I, okay. I, because your your GM has already proven that he's real, 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 real bright. I need to trade down from, from three. Houston comes up against Will Anderson. You get their number one pick next year. This may be the first team in NFL history to ever have one and two. Oh, by the way, in a draft that's absolutely stocked at the top, top 13 might be the best I've ever seen. And I know we say that every year. I'm telling you right now, half of this class could not pan out. Still the best draft class I've ever seen in the top 10. Okay. Joe Alt is probably the fifth best tackle prospect I've ever seen. He won't be the first tackle drafted. That's how good this class is. So you were
3: sold on Colt McCoy as the starter and not Clayton Toon? Yes.
2: Okay. I mean, it, and maybe after three or four weeks they look at Colt McCoy and go, hey, why are we doing this? <laughs> uh, so bad. Well, I mean, he's fine. He's the, the peanut butter and jelly sandwich of the NFL. Uh, and there, it, it's, it'll keep you alive. It's not going to make you feel warm and fuzzy. I've never had one, but I can assume. And I, I'm looking at this team going, they're trying to lose. This is an NFL team that is coming out and telling you we are trying to lose. They have five players on this entire roster that I feel like belong in this league. And three of them play the same position. But a year from now, Mm -hmm. you have the world by the tail.
1: Sure. You'll be able to flip one. If you end up with the one and two picks, you're going to be able to flip one or both of them. Because what are you going to do with Kyler Murray? Are you going to be able to trade him?
2: I think that I think that depends on how this year goes. Can
1: you get out of that deal? Well, I mean if that's the only way you keep of, both of those picks and take a quarterback.
2: Well, if you're dead sold on if you're dead sold on Caleb Williams and you have one and two, you go you go uh, uh, Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. and with dead cap on Kyler Murray. Okay, his team ain't going to be good in a year but I may have just drafted my franchise quarterback for the next 10 years. Possibly. I may have just drafted the best receiver we've seen coming to the NFL draft in 10 years. I I mean, you're – and you got – I think you're set at tackle, and then you just have to draft well. But I'm looking at the GM going, in one fail swoop, you took the most hapless franchise in the NFL, and I don't know if it's all that close. And you gave me a reason to hope. I don't care about this year. My starting quarterback that I paid $4 billion to ain't going to play the first half of it.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm the worst team in my division, and, and the Rams are in my division, and I'm not sure it's all that close. So I don't care about this year. I'm, the, the hope for the, the Arizona Cardinals comes from the GM down. You pulled off what may come to be one of the great trade heists in NFL history. So be bad. Just be absolutely awful. And then we'll figure it out next year.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Play these young guys. See what you got. Give them some snaps. If you want to trade Buda Baker, go ahead. Do it. Stock this team with young, cheap assets. I don't care if you're any good. You're going to win. I, and I'll be honest with you. I think you'd have won five games with uh, Kyler Murray at best anyway. Break it down to the studs. I mean, do you agree? Uh, yeah, I agree. This team was on par with the Houston Texans. In terms of hapless. Mm -hmm. In one move, with that same hapless franchise, you quadrupled them. Because now I have all these golden tickets. I got all this draft capital. Oh, and by the way, I still got the player I wanted at three. That's the thing that everybody seems to leave out. They were taking Paris Johnson at three if they got stuck there. And to me, it's brilliant. And, And maybe I'm just in a good mood. But I don't have anything negative to say here. This was a roster that was capped at seven and ten. If everybody came back, everybody came back. Jonathan Gannon's the greatest coach in the history of the NFL. You're seven and ten. Mm-hmm. But now, two years from now, you figure out the ownership situation. You invest a little money. You, you throw some scouts out there. You make this not the laughing stock of the NFL. And hey, maybe three or four years from now, you're actually
1: competitive. Yeah. To me, that feels like a lot of what ifs. But there's no doubting the move that they made with Houston Texans this year. Of course, having two of the top three, four picks in next year's draft is going to be useful for you rebuilding no this roster. The question is, do you have the brain trust in place to make those picks work?
2: And that's that's the question. And, we, and, and that we
1: don't know. I mean, if you just look at the draft that they had this past season, feel pretty good about it. Yes, you got Pellis Johnson. Should. You got B.J. Ogilari. Michael Wilson is a guy out of Stanford that – I mean, we feel like he's going to have a pretty good future.
2: He, to me, he's one of the uh, he's one of the receivers in the best situation to produce immediately. So, I mean, I just think you have things. This is going to look like an expansion team for a year, but a, a short term pain is worth a lot of long term gain.
1: You are in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville Sports Center is coming up next. Then it'll be time for the daily draft, the best skill position groups in the NFL.
0: He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets.
1: Welcome back into the sportsocracy on ESPN. Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The sportsocracy heard everywhere around the world on the iHeartRadio app seen everywhere on youtube go to the sportsocracy.com click the live video link subscribe to the channel you can join us in the chat apparently there's a uh, deep discussion going on about how great the american gladiators video game was
2: greatest video game of all time
1: uh never played
2: it the greatest video game literally the hardest video game i've ever played probably i I think i am as angry of a person as i am today because i played that game for almost an entire summer until i beat it and it was impossible to beat.
1: Uh, I, my dad probably rented it for me at one point, took it home for the weekend, played it for five minutes, and went, I can't win this game. I'm never playing it again. Because that's how I was as a kid with that, video games. Oh, like, was... if I couldn't figure it out in five minutes, I'm done.
2: See, I was so good at video games when I was a kid that I got, I would get, like Mario. I got irritated at how easy Mario was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I beat them all. And I would die four times over the course of the entire <laughs> World, Now, American Gladiator's the other end, I got annihilated, and it made me angry, and I had to beat it. What console was that even on? Super Nintendo. Okay. That was the 16-bit. 16-bit? Oh, yeah. yeah. Of the 8-bit. Uh, the yeah, 8-bit okay. was the, the NES. Oh, yeah. okay. that, that was the what, original. That's what Duck Hunt was on. Uh, with Duck Hunt, gr- the greatest shooting game of all time.
1: So it was a Super Nintendo
2: game correct
1: i'm pretty sure that's one that we picked up from the uh the west Buncombe gulf tanning and video
2: you don't even remember that do you? i didn't live on the side of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right you lived on the south side of ash sure did yeah um, uh, Well, i got let's see i got mine from a roads video that was before we had a blockbuster
1: yeah i think I, I,
2: I think i rented that game no less than 10 times i think
1: before the blockbuster opened up on Patton avenue the only place that us west ashville kids had to go to or at least if you lived out in the Irwin community the only place you had to go was the West Buncombe Gulf, the Gulf Oil. It was the yeah. the gas Gulf station. gas station, and it was West Buncombe Gulf Tanning and Video. Sweet,
2: yeah. Did you get your taxes done in that place? It sounds, <laughs> it sounds like a good place to get your taxes done. Maybe talk to somebody about some crimes
1: uh J- sloan jordan says he would pay money to see me play dark souls uh, and i have no idea what that is i
2: will start a video game youtube channel just to watch how bad tank is at it what is that uh is it
1: like a role-playing game or something
2: yeah it's is that like so, a world of warcraft so game it's in the same vein as that it's not quite the same but mm. it, it's basically everything that i know definitively you would be horrendous at and it would be so fun to watch you just get toasted <laughs> <laughs> again five minutes i'm done yeah like, that's no i'm not see, playing this see and that's like a defense mechanism for tank because it's not fun for me if he quits i need you to sit here and wallow in your sadness i want you to be bad at this but i want you to be to want to be good at it and not be able to
1: Stephen Tow is the lion king on the sega was oh, the hardest game that ever. that
2: game was i i broke it at least I bet I broke three controllers over that I game.
1: don't remember ever playing that one, but I think the hardest game I ever had to play was the Turtles game on the Nintendo. The original 8-bit Nintendo. Also the Teenage difficult. Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Especially the underwater one where they had the seaweed on all sides and you had to swim through it. Perfect. Never yep. could do it.
2: Uh, I, how many, Over, under, um, setting the number at 7.5, how many controllers did you break as a child?
1: And What was the over, under? 7.5. Uh, it
2: was over. You could have set mine at 70 and a half and I would and probably clear <laughs> I think I had a breaking 2 maybe I had a graveyard I bet my parents still have it cuz it was almost comical because I was the I was never an angry child but video games our engineer John Hewitt has a a, a t-shirt about playing video games and it's got a slew of bleeped out obscenities on it I, he was wearing a day I've laughed every time I've ever seen that. Mm-hmm. Because there is a side of me that comes out playing video games that you will never see anywhere else. And if you did, I'd be in prison for crimes. Uh but Chief David Zach and I would have a much <laughs> different relationship than we do. How bad is Tank at Madden? He held his own. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's he did I didn't get killed. He did score. I mean, he didn't get Brian Haynes. Yeah. I mean, Brian Haynes was down 77 to nothing in the third quarter. <laughs> And I also figured out there's one thing that you just don't know how to stop, and I'm gonna do it repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get a mashup then, Ian. What's I'll bring up? it in here. I don't care, Dark, long hair. Don't care. I will annihilate you at this game, and I will talk so much smack. You will genuinely hate me by the end of that. We'll see. What we we have will to have to compartmentalize our relationship.
3: How about this? If you beat me in Madden, I'll dye my mustache blonde.
2: Oh, this is Let's do it. I, what, what do I have to give up? Your whole beard. Is there a chance
1: my, you, think, you, think that you, you think there's a chance you lose? <laughs> good God, no. But okay, I just want to know right. what
2: the terms are. Say so you have to get get a mohawk. Uh, no way. No, nah, He
1: won't cut his hair.
2: No, I won't cut my hair and I won't cut my beard. I want my wife to still love me. You want to get a tattoo? And frankly, without a beard, I don't even love myself. So I look like an overgrown eight-year-old. What if you get that Denver Nuggets tattoo? Uh, in. If that's the terms, I'll do it right now. But then again, that's not the greatest terms because you're going to end up with a blonde mustache and I'm going to do something that I would have done anyway. <laughs> okay. Boom. Okay. It is decided.
1: All right. All right. There you go. Um, that's uh, that's our first official Jake versus the Fat Man uh, torture <laughs> ticket.
2: Oh, it's a, I'm, I'm down. I am down. Uh, frankly, I feel like I should be giving it points, but I don't know how good he is. So... He did know why I was so good at defense, which gives me a little bit of a,
6: maybe, maybe
2: you know something. We'll see what happens.
1: Sloan Jordan says, Jeremy eats a PB&J. Actually, that's going to happen on the Friday edition of this here program. Chief David Zach will be here in studio on Friday, or that's the plan anyway. And apparently you guys have already cooked up that Jeremy is going to eat his first PB&J live on the show.
2: Uh, So that is going to be a full Zach takeover of the show. Uh, We will have Clarissa uh, Hyatt-Zach, David-Zach, Clarissa's uh, Caleb. 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 I was like, names, it's eluding me. Uh, And they're here to support Jake and to have fun with us. And the agreement there was that I would eat a a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Because apparently it blew Caleb's mind that I'd never done that. So I went in. Let's go.
1: Top of the third hour of the program here in the Sportsocracy, as we do start off with the daily draft here on a monday this is uh no longer stock up stock down for the weekend because hey, there's nothing happened over hey the
2: stock up from the weekend uh J- jeremy's liver uh because i only had one night of uh impressive <laughs> adventures
1: today it's position groups actually this is uh the skill players Teams with the best skill players going into the 2023 NFL Draft. Bill Barnwell did another one of his stupid lists on ESPN.com where he had the Minnesota Vikings ranked as the sixth best team of skill position players in the league. And that, my friends, is dumb.
2: Is stupid.
1: Dumb, the dumb, dumb, dumb.
2: Now, the funny thing is that the rest of his top ten was very similar to mine. I
1: was going to say, formidable. But the uh, he, did have,
2: he did have the Falcons at 10, which I think is – that gave me a little angina. That was Olamide Zacchaeus the three. So we decided we're going to – in stereotypical sportsocracy fashion, we're going to take his idea and do it gooder than he did.
1: Jeremy has the first pick. So who's the number one team with the best skill position players?
2: Well, here's the thing. you gotta you got to know your audience. You got to know the game you're playing. Mm-hmm. So for me, I feel like I've got a couple that I like that I think will come back to me. Okay, so I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Fair assessment there, Cincinnati Bengals. Are you serious? Why is why is your mouth so wide open? I, on I that?
3: Totally, you. I heard S- and I thought you were going to say a totally different name. And no. Now I have. My... Uh, well, hey,
2: that's and that's fine. I, I had a feeling they were going to come back because I know who you're talking about. Uh, but you know, I, I get Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling I know who you're talking about. But I get Joe Mixon. I get Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. I get T Higgins. Mm-hmm. I get two legit ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Boyd, uh, Irv Smith, who you never know. Great lottery ticket, little little scratcher. Is Hayden uh, Hurst still over there? Uh, no, he's no. in Carolina. Okay, but I, you know, I, I bought a five dollar scratcher from the gas station, and Irv Smith. let see if that bad boy turns into a <laughs> hundred into a bill. And it's the best group of of position guys in the league, from top to bottom. All but right. now I'm looking at the depth. I'm looking at everything. I um, mean, you got to remember they got Andre Ayayis on the uh, on the out, on the on the outside waiting to get on in here, with several other guys that are pretty good. I feel I feel very good with my with my start to this. As
1: you should. Cincinnati Bengals number one pick. Little surprising to me that they were the number one, but it's a great choice because they were not getting back to you. I was going to say,
3: I thought you said the San Francisco 49ers, but actually, I had some time to think about it. You're talking about depth. What about the Seattle Seahawks? That's who
2: I actually thought you were talking about. There we go.
3: Kenneth Walker, D.K. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Yeah, no offense. Eh? Yeah, but they, have, they have some pretty decent. I know
2: Fant is. Uh, I would say that's in the ballpark of Irv Smith. I've actually seen him be good at football. Irv Smith is kind of like a Sasquatch. I keep or, or, or tanks UFO <laughs> theories that you know I've I've been told of what it's going to be, but I've never mm-hmm. actually seen it.
1: So that's your you, so your number go one go pick Seattle. is Seattle. Yeah, let's go. Okay, let's
2: go. I like good. it. Good answer. I like it. Do I have the good answer thing on here? I should. Uh, Boom! Let's go.
1: There you go. To hear it. So tank. All right. Well, I, I mean, you. I I thought you were going to do it, and, and then I thought you were going to do it. <laughs> so if neither you're going to do it, I guess it has to be on me. It's San Francisco 49ers. I got you. You you give me Christian. Stop that. You give me Christian McCaffrey. Oh, uh, by the way, I got uh, I got Elijah Mitchell behind him, which could be a. He's a starter without christian mccaffrey
2: bringing elijah mitchell into this discussion is kind of like saying i bought a new house and it comes with a water hose on the outside <laughs> isn't, Stop that, that. isn't that cool i could water my plants
1: debo samuel brandon iuk george kittle yeah yeah
2: they're the number one for me yeah here's the problem every guy you just said has injury problems every single one of them uh, and the second uh, little facet of the, the Bill Barnwell article was that injuries do matter. So from I mean not, look I'm not I get why you took them at three I there is no shot that I'm taking them over Cincinnati Cincinnati I get the best receiver in the league mm-hmm. All right, You you want to argue with me Justin Jefferson Jamar Chase That's fine That would be like arguing to me which is better uh, Domestic Lights or Fireball uh they're both awesome so uh, there's really not a loser in that yep you don't have one of those george kill a great tight end uh the eight games the year he plays and i love him. Mm-hmm. but if injuries are a thing then i have to take that into account okay just for posterity's sake they would have been my three which is where you took them but that's why i didn't take them as high i'm not sure jamar chase is not made a rubber uh, I, I don't think you can actually hurt him
1: until he's not
2: you might have the question him. in football is not, He's the jinx, yeah. is, is,
1: is not yeah. if the injury is going to happen. It's when it's going to happen.
2: Mm-hmm. But it had not happened yet.
1: No, it no. So not happened So i got
2: yet. injury history with every guy you just said. Mm-hmm. I have no injury history with the guys I
6: just said. Mm-hmm.
2: And T. Higgins is the most underappreciated wide receiver in the history of the NFL. Okay. I get it. I get it. All right, my second pick here also forgot the I'm legend that is Kyle Juszczyk. Can't believe you left that off San Francisco. Love.
1: Elijah Mitchell is worth mentioning more than Kyle Juszczyk.
2: Mm, one of them is going to play a lot more. <laughs>
1: it doesn't matter. One of them is going to touch the ball a lot more, and that's going to be – Elijah
2: Mitchell. Hell, yeah, you check. Dog. Oh! <laughs> He's a dog the 7 times he touches the football every week. Uh, you know what? I'm just I'm I'm going to ingratiate fullbacks into my tight end whisper. I'm going to become the fullback whisperer to <laughs> all 6 of them. They're going to love me.
1: Nice. Uh all right, second pick here coming back around fantasy style for me. I got the San Francisco 49ers at 3. I'm really torn between two here, but I am this is not counting quarterbacks?
2: No. Running back, wide receiver, tight end. Just for the record, we've taken three of Bill Barnwell's top four in the top three.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: So, you know, we got a lot angry at the list, but he at least got the top right.
1: Sure. I, I mean, other than the Minnesota Vikings at six, which was dumb to dumb, dumb, dumb. Uh, I am going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't feel like there's – I mean, to me it was close between them and another team, but I get Devontae Smith. I get A.J. Brown. I get DeAndre Swift. <laughs> you,
2: you want to talk about Hurt. DeAndre Swift scratches his head and and, and twists his ankle. Uh, and just straight up. That's, I get
1: Dallas Godierte. I'll take it.
2: Yeah, Dallas Goddard. Uh, very similar to eight other tight ends in the league.
1: Unless you have Kelsey or Kettle, they're all the same. I mean, un- unless they're bad. I don't know that, I agree with that. Really? I don't know. <laughs> I don't
2: know. Might be a couple that I like better than you.
1: Oh, well, I'm sure there are.
3: You know, Alameda Zacchaeus is their three right now. Uh,
2: you have the Falcons? No. They
5: oh,
3: should but... for the Eagles now.
2: Oh, yeah. I forgot about it. The... Yeah, I don't care. He's their three. Yeah, woo. yeah wow we're not, gonna <laughs> we're not going to use him we're not going to
1: use him at all i don't need him that's why i asked if the quarterbacks matter because jalen hurts obviously he's more than just a quarterback correct he's going to get a lot of rushing yards and i would consider him partially in that skill position as well i know it doesn't count for this but that's a little thumb on the scale for the philadelphia eagles which makes me like them
2: better i get it jake
3: your second pick? Well, I think I'm gonna have to stay in division here. Give me the Dallas Cowboys. That's a eh, not it. a bad oh, selection. Just listen. just listen. Okay. Yes, the tight ends scare me. Uh, Jake Ferguson, Luke Skunemaker, cool. But come on, this wide receiving core—Dumbells, Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks. Yes, he's a little old, but CD Lamb. Come on, guys. Oh, he did mm-hmm.
2: that. He did that full cinematic stuff. We're going to talk about the
1: one. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah, he
2: went full Drake right there. Uh, We're we're going to talk about the least relevant, and then we're going to jump aggressively, and then we're going to take another aggressive
3: step. I mean, you know, we haven't even mentioned Tony Pollard, who could have a top five fantasy season.
2: I agree with you. I could. I am much higher on Tony Pollard. Uh, By the way, and I've waited all offseason to look at Tank and say this. Hey, you you remember mm-hmm. you remember when we looked at the PFF list and they had Tony Pollard as the best running back in the NFL? Yes, and you said that is stupid. Yes, it is. Doesn't look as stupid now, does it? Mm, it kind of does. Uh, on a per carry basis, it looks stupid to me in the least. In terms of raw talent, there aren't four running backs in this league I'd take over. Because they all have injury issues. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry.
1: Tony Pollard.
2: I got hurt one time because he got his leg snapped on the sideline. Uh, that's a little different than soft tissue injuries. It's a little different than, oh, I blew my knee out. Yeah, I mean, you you can break bones. Bones, bones heal. Mm-hmm. Uh, knees don't tend to. But it's a good selection. I appreciate for, it. For, for Jake. You know, and. I, I do love names on the door, so it's time to take a break. I got I got to think about this for a minute. I feel like I feel like this is where I'm going to win this draft. I just want to decide what order I need to do it in mm-hmm. okay. to make sure that I've distanced myself appropriately from the rest of the
1: combatants. Best skill position groups in the NFL today's daily draft here in the Sportsocracy. Jeremy's got back to back picks coming up next. Life.
4: You might not know this, but the Ingalls Bakery is actually a bakery. As in, we bake things, really delicious things. Things like crusty breads just waiting for that scrumptious strawberry jam. Apple fritters to pair perfectly with that morning cup of coffee. Cakes for any occasion, customized to your precise standards. And did we mention the cookies? It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings.
1: Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com.
5: I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
0: The Sportsocracy. These guys are a
6: f***ing disgrace.
0: Back in
1: the Sportsocracy on ESPN, Asheville in the midst of the Daily Draft. Bill Barnwell on ESPN ranking the uh, skill position groups across the NFL today. Uh, he 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 did pretty well on, on the top of the list, aside from, as we mentioned several times so far, uh, Minnesota at six is just, well, it's just.
2: He's doing crimes.
1: Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I really don't know what. I, I mean, I guess you're just putting all chips onto the table for Jordan Addison, which I get it. I like the kid as well. No, I don't like him like that but i'm more
2: like friend like him
1: <laughs> uh jeremy had the first pick in the draft he went with the cincinnati bengals which was a great choice jake took seattle leaving me san francisco and philadelphia and then jake takes dallas with his last pick so we both have two jeremy's got two picks here back to back the end of the second round start of the third round who's next
2: all right, I'm and now I'm not gonna. I'm speculating because I think uh, this particular team's gonna sign Dalvin Cook, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I mean, I get two elite wide receivers. Oh, but their tight ends awful. Okay, I got seven running backs, mm-hmm. and I've also got like six extra guys that could be my third receiver because I like Cedric Wilson, uh, Robbie Anderson. I'm not calling you Robbie Chosen. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Uh, and Braxton Berrios. That's that's. A nice deep group that I know the third guy is going to be able to get it done. Now, if something were to happen, Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill, now eh, all of a sudden it all feels good. Uh, If they don't sign Dalvin Cook, eh, don't feels good because I don't I don't have that no doubt number one running back right. But I I feel like at this point that's happening. I don't buy the Dalvin Cook to the Jets thing. I never have. I I don't think they're going to come off the money. I understand they have a higher offer right now. If the if the Jets higher offer was that impressive, Dalvin Cook would have already signed it. So, I, I feel like he ends up in Miami, and I'm taking them with my second selection. The next one was markedly more difficult. And now, I'm having to play the game because there's a team that I really want. But I don't think I have to take them right here. So, I'm going to go with the God Chargers Goal. Yeah, they have four really good receivers. Mm-hmm. And Austin Eckler's a dynamic weapon. Don't really care for anything you have at tied in, except Donald Parham, who is Doug. Gerald Everett's just me. The other running backs are just
6: me. Mm-hmm. But,
2: man, you go one to five. There are not many teams that are better than that. I feel like I undervalued them when we did the, the receiver list. I mean, not, I don't think I did it aggressively. There are still several teams I like better than them. That, mm-hmm. that, that is a talented group of playmakers for Justin Herbert and Kellen Moore, future head coach of the Go Chargers Go. Well,
1: they definitely were not going to be coming back to you. Uh, so Correct. So, great choice. I
2: feel like the other team I want is going to come back to me because they are drastically lower on that Bill Burnwell list.
3: Well, that leads me with my third pick. A team that I have really high hopes for. I think it's going to be a breakout season for a lot of players on their team. Give me the Jacksonville oh. Jaguars out of Duval County. Ah. I mean, come on now. Calvin Ridley on this team. You already had Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. And not to mention, Evan Ingram had a breakout season.
2: Oh, yeah. He fits his offense tremendously. Mm-hmm. You have Travis Etienne. You drafted Tank Bigsby. The, the Jacksonville Jaguars were the first team that I looked at and went, it is stupid. A- and to me, nobody with an IQ of salad dressing could have mi- the Minnesota Vikings ahead of them, It just to make sense. Oh, no way. I mean, unless you think Justin Jefferson is so much better than every other receiver in the league, that as a set of weapons, he's six by himself. And, I mean, if that's what you think, that's fine. You're wrong. But um, I-, I agree with you with Jacksonville. That was a team that I had mentally chalked up I was going to lose. I almost took them. Had I not taken the Chargers, I would have taken Jacksonville.
3: I feel like even if you take out, like, You look at this team, obviously you see Trevor Lawrence. Oh, my God, Trevor Lawrence. The second coming of Peyton Manning. If you even take Trevor Lawrence out, you put in Colt McCoy. This offense still
2: looks amazing. Yeah, with Colt McCoy, I don't feel (laughs) good. Uh, Uh, crest
1: out on that one. (laughs) Don't give me Colt McCoy.
2: With
3: these weapons? Yeah, I still don't want Colt
1: McCoy.
2: No. No, Maybe
3: I went too far. I I I still need
2: Goldilocks, but uh, as long as I got Goldilocks. I'll be just fine.
1: Uh Jacksonville. Uh, both of those were on my short list for my next pick. So thanks for that, guys. Uh, next up, though, my third selection. I gotta go with an AFC team here after getting two in the uh, two at the top of the NFC with the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to AFC. Cleveland Browns. No! No! a
7: really good pick
1: I, I i mean quarterback doesn't count here but you look at their skill position players i got amari cooper i got jeremy's little boyfriend elijah moore who he thinks is going to be like the great oh, the greatest breakout player of uh so good, fantasy football this year i have one of the best running backs if not the best running back in the league statistically speaking and nick chubb and then david and joku at the tight end spot and then oh by the way my three stonovan people's Jones
2: news it <laughs> <He laughs> people means absolutely shows. nothing p j better than josh palmer hey, Not close oh stop <laughs> you say lunatic things sometimes. <laughs> i also want to just for the just for the record uh people's jones may not even be the third best receiver on this team that could belong to cedric tillman could be needed to get that name in there proceed already taken one i wanted to I hate this team, but if you
1: just look at their skill position mm, players, I
2: don't like where this is headed.
1: If you just look at the skill position players, it's it's worth talking about to me anyway. It's another team from the AFC. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: I hate this game. The <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was close for me between Pittsburgh and another AFC team. But but I mean, look at look at Pittsburgh. No, they're stacked, right? Yeah, I, Deontay stacked. Johnson, George Pickens, Allen Robinson. Those are your top three wide receivers. Then you got the Friarmouth mm-hmm. at tight end, who I think is he's at the top of tier two. Agreed. of tight ends in this league. And I know there are a lot of detractors to Najee Harris because of his uh, you know yards per carry. Like he's got three yards per carry throughout his career. Okay but he's also struggled with an offensive line that couldn't block that's going to be better this year oh by the way last year they didn't trust Kenny Pickett to get them out of the situation you know defenses would let Kenny Pickett they'd stack the box and let Kenny Pickett try to pick them apart I don't feel like you can you can really do that anymore with this team Kenny Pickett with another year under his belt I feel like he's going to be able to spread the ball a little around a little bit more, and that's going to open up holes for Najee Harris.
2: Well, those were the two teams I wanted. So I don't, I don't like this game. I don't like you. Is it, ready, is it time for you going go on vacation? Now? Almost.
1: It is almost. We are counting down under 30 minutes.
3: <sighs> Last pick in this draft. I feel like I got a pretty good draft so far. You do.
1: But this team,
3: oh, my gosh. They're a little overhyped. Tank is in love with their tight end. I'm talking about the Detroit Lions. Uh, yeah, you know, Amon on, on Rao St. Brown is a dog, 100%. But then you look at Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds. They're okay. Jameson Williams will come back at some point.
6: Mm-hmm. And then Six Jame- games suspended.
3: Jameer Gibbs, I feel like, could have a crazy year in the backfield, I'm really eyeing him in my dynasty draft. I do not know if I'm going to get him, but I would love to have him. And then, obviously, Sam Laporta. Tank Spencer loves that dude. I do. He should. I talked him up the entire draft. I have,
1: high, I have high hopes for two rookie tight ends this year. One of them is Sam Laporta. And the other one may be on the team that Jeremy's getting ready to draft. I don't know.
2: Um. Well, you, you took all the teams I wanted. Which makes me, which makes me angry. Uh, the the team I feel like you're talking about is the Las Vegas Raiders, which Bingo. would be that would be if we went another round. That would be my selection. Okay. Uh, if we went two more rounds, it'd be the Atlanta Falcons. But I still get to. Okay, you got a bunch of running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your third receiver is me. Yeah, it's not, not good. good. So, I feel like I got to take was almost unequivocally one of the best backfields in the league. Okay. A couple of tight ends that are, you know, some of all parts, got like a handful of them. They're great. And I could argue you have the best six receiver in the league with the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Wow. Okay. Sure do. How many running backs in the league would you take ahead of Brees Hall right now? Five?
1: Three or four, Yeah. Something like that. How
2: many receivers in the NFL would you take ahead of Garrett Wilson right now?
1: Five or six, Five or probably. Six.
2: Yeah. How many teams in the league can you say that about? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's zero other than the Jets. There's not one league. I mean, if you want to try to test me on that, feel free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you just get into depth. I don't know that you have a legit two. Your two's Alan Lazard. I don't know. Exactly how that's going to work. But then you go Corey Davis, who's one of the best blocking receivers in the league. Denzel Mims is your six. Me Hardman. He beats fast. Real, real good.
1: Mm-hmm. By the way, did you see his uh, his ne- chain? His I necklace? Did. I did. Holy oh smokes. God. I did. If you have not seen it, it's got, what, three jets on it? Yeah. Yeah. And this thing looks platinum. It's diamond encrusted, and it's got three different jets on it. And the big jet in the middle, the top of it opens up, and it's his face in the pilot seat. It's incredible. Oh, it's sweet. How much did that cost? A lot. It's Two point six million dollars. Exactly. It's a lot. It's <laughs>
3: first contract
1: on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is phenomenal. All right, Jeremy gets his jets in there. Who didn't? Who didn't see that coming?
2: Twenty-two on uh on the list, right? Yeah, it's because Bill Barnwell was doing crimes. That's how he got Minnesota at six. If you take Minnesota over the Jets, you're on drugs, and that that's as nicely as I'll say. It. Oh, you got Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, Garrett Wilson's right behind him. You don't win another one of these. Look, tight end, uh, DJ <laughs> Hawkinson in that one game he has every year. Woo!
1: I'll take that ten times out of ten over anything the Jets could throw at me at tight end. Oh,
2: Tyler Jets. Conklin, <laughs> yay! Oh, Jets have four of them so <laughs> when I mean, uh that's fine uh, things go sideways So just try another one you got four hayden hursts that's good enough it's fine and frankly i could not even mention the tight ends and i think it would have been just fine because uh, we're comparing Brees hall to alexander madison yeah i think i win. went oh, <laughs> a thousand uh, yeah. times out of a hundred
1: percent hundred percent um others that did not get mentioned any ones that didn't get taken that surprise you las vegas kind of surprised me Nobody took them?
2: Uh, they would have been my next pick. The Saints would have been up there. Uh, Baltimore would have been up Baltimore. there. Uh, the uh, the team that I looked at the longest uh, was the Chicago Bears. I just don't know that you have any one guy that really scares me. I like Khalil Herbert a lot, but mm-hmm. he's more of a stat accumulator, just kind of grinder. I don't know that he's going to beat your brains out over the top or anything like that, but uh, those were all teams that I considered.
1: All right, you're in the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Take a quick break, and when we come back, it's time for the most important message of the day. See Radio app today.
7: Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that, and that's why we focus on helping homeowners. Prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need, and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home. When it's time to buy, visit your local home trust branch or go to hgb.com forward slash mortgage.
1: If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. And it's time for the most important message of the day, Jeremy Green. Don't do crimes. Uh, Let's go to New York for this one. That's a place to do crimes. Yeah, lots of people doing crimes in New York. And sometimes, well, it's people that you would expect not to be doing crimes in New York. A man, 33-year-old man from the Bronx named Silas McKenzie. He went shopping, took a little shopping trip on January the 12th. 2021, where he charged eleven hundred twenty-three dollars worth of items on an American Express card and a Mastercard. Here's the catch: they weren't his. Now the question is, whose cards were they, and what does Silas? How did Silas McKenzie get them? Well, he's a New York Fire Department uh, 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 firefighter, and the night before he went and bought things with the American Express card and the MasterCard, he responded to the uh, death of a fellow New Yorker. He goes to the scene, helps apply life-saving techniques, couldn't save the guy, but figured, why not? I'll take his credit cards. He took the dead guy's credit cards and the next day went on a, mini shopping spree i mean 1100 bucks in new york city i mean you bought what two things you uh, bought yeah. like a roll of paper towels yeah he
2: bought and- <laughs> uh he bought two pieces of street pizza uh <laughs> and he probably paid to park for an hour uh that's i think roughly what that comes to
1: uh he apparently went to a target where he bought uh apple airpods as part of his, uh, his selections
2: why are you buying airpods at target don't know it's like, pay, it's like buying toys at the at the gas station. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
1: Uh, Mackenzie, of course, did he? They, they they tracked the the purchases to him. Um, he obviously lost his job or no? Throwing out to the group. Oh, of
3: course. I feel like since. You oh wait, it's asked New York. No, not in. No,
1: no New York. not, not his his no chance in hell. No, it's New York. No. Uh, what's the proper punishment for a firefighter who steals credit cards off of a dead man? Twenty-eight day suspension with pay. Oh, I was going to say it with do. wait time
2: with about pay with pay. I thought with you were
1: going like to say 20,
3: 28 day vacation. Exactly.
2: Yeah, I thought you were going to say I had to do like ten up downs or something. That's was, that was football, buddy.
1: Charged with two counts of fourth degree grand larceny, second degree attempted identity theft, attempted
2: identity theft. <laughs> no, no, I think I feel succeeded. like that's identity theft. Yeah, I've, i what do you, what exactly do you have to do to get arrested in New York City right now?
1: Second-degree attempted identity identity theft. They also charged him with third-degree identity theft. So at the same time they're oh. saying he attempted to steal the, uh, the identity, he did steal the identity, but only to the third degree. Uh, and then second-degree criminal impersonation and official misconduct. And that got him a
2: 28-day paid vacation. And the moral of that story is if you're going to do crimes, uh, get out of Asheville and go to New York City because we're <laughs> – tired of you my story jake you're new to the program and there's yeah. a phrase that we live by on this show and i have never said it to you it is fa fo do you know what that acronym stands for no not at falafel all. around and find out that is what okay uh one andrea powell of long beach california did she's a 44 year old woman saturday morning She started showing up at the house of residents in Long Beach, banging on their front door, demanding entry and claiming that all of the residents of the neighborhood owed her money. We don't know why. Because her last victim, she banged on the window of this woman's car, somehow got access to the car, pulled the woman out by her hair, and dropped her on the sidewalk. The only problem is that there was a local man that lived next door that he must also live by the... Falafel around and find out uh, philosophy that we live by here, because he was an armed man, and he ended the threat like that. And now he has been con- he has been uh, detained on first degree murder. So let me see if I understand: we have a bad man or a bad woman that is doing crimes. This goodman man stops them with a bang-bang, and they have been, have been arraigned on first-degree murder, murder. In the meantime, Tank told a story about a firefighter that stole the identifi- identity of a dead person, and he got a 28-day vacation. Man, the justice system in this country is <laughs> just <laughs> humming along smoothly, ain't it?
1: Wildly inconsistent. Don't
2: you just look at that and go, are we even trying anymore? Are we actually even trying and that is reason number 417 that we need mullet Mayor 24. Put me in charge of a city. Watch what happens. My campaign slogan, FAFO. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Take a quick break.
1: When we come back, last offseason files before Tank's vacation. Looking forward to it. Cincinnati Bengals. How do they look after this past offseason?
0: the sportsocracy
1: these guys are a f***ing disgrace it is the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville offseason files continue here counting down the days to the NFL season well the preseason is just 37 days away we're like 76 days away I think away from the start of the actual regular season we're getting closer we are getting closer
2: and we got some doldrums don't get me wrong there's some there's some bad days good days and they're ahead
1: indeed good days ahead uh for me as i'm getting ready to go on vacation excited about that in about 10 minutes so and good let's days get into for this
2: because tank's getting ready to go on vacation damn right uh let's get into Win-win. it here the
1: off-season files for the cincinnati Bengals. can they make it back to the super bowl well they're definitely on the short list of contenders and 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 i've said this before but i feel like I had one big question about this team, and you sewed it up in free agency.
2: Your left tackle,
1: and that was Orlando Brown.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I feel like we should be uh, popping confetti and streamers and things like that because Jonah Williams is no longer the left tackle of these Cincinnati Bengals. Uh I like this line a lot.
1: Now tell me where the tell tell me where the weakness is in this team. I,
2: I don't love that you lost Jesse Bates. I know he wasn't elite last year. He's still a very good player. Mm-hmm. And now you've got Nick Scott. You've got Daxton Hill. I and There's talent there. It could be good. I mean, and I'm having to really pick nits here because the only other thing I even want to say is a tight end because I don't know what Irv Smith's going to be. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this is an incredibly talented roster. I think the, the corners are going to be fine. I, I don't really – with a woozy, I think you have a one. I think Taylor Brick can be a two, and Mike Hilton's one of the best slot corners in the league. Brought back Jermaine Pratt. I think the, the pass rush is going to be as good, if not better, uh, this year than it was last, and you shored up the offensive line. I am getting to a point, and, and I've been here for a while, that I'm not sure Kansas City's – or that Cincinnati's not better than Kansas City. It's real close. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, be really honest with yourself. What position group do you actually like the Kansas City – Chiefs better than the, the the Bengals? Are the running backs better? Well, I mean, and to me, quarterbacks one and two. I don't think it's that huge of a difference. Yeah. Offensive line, uh, okay. I mean, yeah, I, I would agree there. Weapons, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Backfield, Cincinnati. Corners, Cincinnati. Tight end. pass rush, Cincinnati. Tight
3: end, Kansas City
2: though. One hundred percent. Not even close. I mean, okay, see, <laughs> so I mean, you got one, uh, but I mean, the Cincinnati roster is better at practically every other position mm-hmm. now I do like Andy Reid better than Zach Taylor and I think that's by a pretty wide margin but I don't think it's that untoward to say Cincinnati's the best team in the AFC no it is really hard to be a dynasty that goes back to the Super Bowl every single year and I won't be shocked if Cincinnati's the best team in the AFC
3: I totally agree with you
2: Dave. the toughest part to me is that there's no, there are no layups in this division if you want me to, if you told me right now Kansas City wound up as the one seed in the AFC, I would say the discrepancy between the two is the schedule that, that Cincinnati has to play. Absolutely. They don't get two with the Raiders. They don't get two with the Broncos.
1: Right. Cincinnati's schedule right now, I mean, if you just wanted to go, what, you know, like preponderance of evidence here, taking the rosters at face value, they have six to seven no-doubt wins. On their schedule? That's it. This is a team that we feel like is one or two in the AFC, but their schedule is so hard that you look at it and go, oh, there's some tough matchups. All of the division matchups are going to be tough Even. with Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland. That's six of your games right there.
2: If you go five and one in your division, you're the best team in the NFL. Right.
1: You also have at Jacksonville, at San Francisco, at Kansas City. He has some real
2: tough games outside of the division. So now that comes into the, do you believe in the iron sharpens iron? Is that, uh, that's a phrase that that Tank loves to say. Yeah. And if you believe that.
1: You're going to be battle tested. That's for sure. But here's the thing. Are you going to be run ragged? Are you going to just be beat up going into the playoffs? That's the thing that would concern me about Cincinnati, but I'll say that about every other team as well.
2: I'm just – I am adamantly of the hope that Lyle Collins is able to come back after that knee injury. He'll mm-hmm. be nine months removed by the time the season comes around. And if that's the case and you can slide Jonah Williams into that guard spot, I'm telling you right now he will be one of the highest paid guards in the league a couple years from now because mm-hmm. that's I, I always have projected him that way. And I just look at that line and go, now you're getting into – I mean, you're getting into Kansas City territory. If Collins is healthy, you got Orlando Brown, uh, Jonah Williams on the inside, and the defense, Luana Romo somehow has not gotten the head coaching job for the, what, third year in a row we've been saying this? Mm-hmm. So you were able to keep a lot of things intact. Meanwhile, Kansas City is losing things every single year. You've lost your offensive coordinator. You've lost a ton of pieces off the roster because it's the way the league works. And – Yes, Cincinnati's schedule is evil,
1: but this team is so good. Two games that I didn't mention on that schedule, by the way. They have home games against the Seattle Seahawks and the Buffalo Bills.
2: Which is, I mean,
1: it's,
2: it's the toughest it's schedule evil. I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Even if they
3: just make the playoffs, this is a team you do not want to face in the playoffs. No. <laughs> I don't even care. No, that. that's the
2: thing. I don't care where we – that's another part of Cincinnati. The way this team's constructed, they went into Buffalo in a snowstorm and annihilated them. Not mm-hmm. even close. I mean, it was it was not a game outside of the first quarter. And they now, we were cheated si- out in
3: the AFC Championship.
2: Uh, and, and we sat there in the second quarter. I've been adamant on Buffalo, and I'm just watching this thing. And Tank and Atessa. As You're sitting right beside me. Watching what Cincinnati did, it took all of the belief I ever had in Buffalo right out of me. Because now I'm looking at Cincinnati going, they're going to have to get significantly worse, and you're going to have to get significantly better. Neither one of those things has happened. So for me, the AFC is a two. It's a two-team race at the highest side. Can things happen? Absolutely. You got a lot of teams that could win on any given day. But if we were doing this Vegas style of, I'm playing the odds of what's going to happen. 80 to 85 to 90 percent of the time, can Kansas say in Cincinnati. And the, you ask me biggest hole, they just don't have many. Mm-hmm.
1: I fully agree with that. This is a team that is uh, going to go far. They'll make the playoffs. I mean, barring drastic injuries. They'll go into the playoffs, their team nobody wants to face, and they are on the short list of Super Bowl contenders this year. You are in the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, Jeremy and Jake. It's Jake and the Fat Man for the rest of the week here in the Sportsocracy. I will be on vacation, and I will be back with you after the July 4th holiday.
2: Uh, Enjoy the beach. Uh, I will. uh, Sudscreen. Lots of it. You're going to require it. Oh, yeah. Or you're going to come back and look like Piglet. Uh, And nobody wants that. But uh, enjoy yourself. You've uh, greatly earned the vacation. And we'll see you when you get back.
1: Appreciate it. And uh, be back here tomorrow here in the Ingalls studio for Jake and the Fat Man at 3 o'clock.